Okay, man. How you doing? Great. How are you? Good. Good. So uh, I'm here with John Gertson today. Uh, John, tell me a bit about you. Oh, I'm uh, getting old. It's <laughs> yeah. a good start, eh? Yeah. Uh, no, I grew up uh, grew up on a farm, uh, kind of between Steinbach and uh, Beefeld area. Okay. Uh, farm pretty much uh, with my parents as I lived at home. I went to school. Um, I have two older brothers, an older sister, so I'm the youngest. Baby, me too. Yeah, not, yeah oh, nice. Yeah. Perfect. Not sure what they say about the youngest, but <laughs> we survive, hey? The, isn't it they're the ones who want all the attention? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah we get babied too, hey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. And then, you, and then we deny it. Yeah, no, exactly. No, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I grew up on the farm. I'm, dad taught me decent work ethic, I think, in that regard. Uh, right? We built forts in the bushes, not like nowadays when there's more uh, video games and different types of things that could... Yeah. I probably wish back then I could have done it more, but... Yeah. Yeah, outside a lot. And, what kind of farm uh, did you guys have? Is it like a oh grain man. farm? No. No, it was like... So, we ran like a... Kind of like a petting zoo type of farm. My parents did. So, like okay. all the school kids from around Manitoba went to their farm. Um, and on school tours and stuff, right? That's cool. Yeah, so they'd load up buses, school kids from the city and all over came came to their house. and uh, And then... So that was their main one. They actually milked goats for quite a while. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I helped with that. So that was, Did you ever drink the goat milk? Yeah. That's like, that's all we drank. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And that's people that are lactose intolerant, right? They, they could drink it too. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that yeah, actually. Different than cow's milk and the goat's cheese and goat's milk. That's, that's what a lot of people would purchase because if they're lactose intolerant, they could handle it. Okay. Yeah. So that was, not, I wasn't lactose, but that was what we had on the farm. Yeah. So that, and then sheep, uh, couple hundred sheep my dad had and cattle and the whole bit so we kind of kind of learned a bunch of that difference so it definitely wasn't like your typical farm like um like a typical grain farmer no, or your combine no. did you guys do that as well or was uh, it was it more so the animals took no, up the majority more so of the animals like my dad would put, uh feed for them okay or he would do a little bit of custom stuff with okay. his own equipment but not not much at all Nice. So then growing up in Steinbach at that time, like I'm trying to even think of Steinbach. It's, it's a bit bigger than where we are in Morden, right? Yeah. So I think it right now it's got to be 18, 20,000. Okay. So, yeah. It's, it grew quite a bit over the last couple of years. Uh, so a bit bigger than Winkler. Okay. Um, and expanded like crazy. Like I said, I've, I haven't been back. I've been back there. Right. Um, but I, I moved here. Okay. So things change when you move, right? It's yeah. it still feels like home, but growing quite a bit since I was your last. So it was so then I imagine you were uh like a country kid that would come into to town for school and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So when I was uh all the way to grade nine, it would be Cleefeld school. So okay. it was like super small. Um and then grade nine, sort of going for grade ten, then we'd go to the SRSS I'm back. Okay. And that was obviously quite a bit bigger. Um how was that? It like, was good. Yeah, like, it was good. I was always super social, right? Okay. So um, school definitely wasn't my gig mm-hmm. as far as academics. I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed being so hanging out with people. But uh, the school was good as far as that goes. Yeah, I had a yeah. good group of friends. So That's cool. So then uh, being country kid, animals and stuff like that, um, did you did you have time for hobbies or anything outside of that, or are you kind of working yeah. on the farm? And no, growing up, I always wanted to get into 
something else, something different, right? I wasn't satisfied with just hanging out at home mm-hmm. or doing whatever it was. So right at the beginning, I don't know exactly how old it was. My brother and I started lifting weights at home. We started doing different, and it wasn't like we channeled it from any shows or anything like that. I guess it was just something I had in my blood I wanted to do. Yeah, just guys yeah, kind of yeah, being guys. Messing around. So then we got into taekwondo, my brother and I. Um, didn't get too many belts in there, but but it was a good good experience to build character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I always suggest it for individuals growing up now, if it's kids, adults, whatever it is. Yeah, um, I think that was kind of what led me into, and and I'm not sure if it was more of a thing back then, or if it's just because I was into it. But it seemed like that was like the beginner martial art that everyone started not saying it should be just for beginners yeah but it was one of those things that was that seemed like a lot of kids kind of went into it it was accessible i think that's for yeah. our our area too like yeah uh my sister had done it and i didn't make the cut for it um <laughs> but i remember her kicking my butt a few times coming home and yeah. and doing it but it seemed like it was accessible and I, she really enjoyed it i remember she got really good at like knuckle push-ups and <laughs> she would try kicks on me one yeah, day yeah. walk down into the basement she <laughs> tried one on me and dropped me on the floor again yeah. being the youngest yeah. and with two sisters you're Absolutely. not can't really fight back yeah <laughs> but you also have to kind of take it so it was uh for sure that was but it does seem like an accessible i, I think was so. accessible martial art yeah. yeah and i think it's just it's one of those things where uh with most martial arts uh it's so good to build those fundamentals Mm-hmm. Right, it's so good for kids to learn structure, just like any. You have uh, uh, team sports are also great, but as far as it goes for individual sports, and then you add combat sports on top of that, yeah, uh, it really drills in that that perspective of when and showing individual where they can possibly go within themselves. So yeah, we did taekwondo for a while, um, and then from taekwondo, I got into actually mountain bike racing. So, raced mountain bikes for a couple of years. Where would you, where would you go for mountain bike racing? Just because, and there was there was a place out here. I'm not sure exactly where it was that we would always race. And yeah. then there was uh, like Falcon. Okay. Falcon had a race. Birds Hill had a race. But it was back when I still couldn't drive. Right, so I was like 14, 15. So Just my parents would come with me, and and they they weren't. My parents weren't huge supporters sports so that was that was the one time especially combat sports that was the one time that they kind of had to bring me in and they did support of that because i couldn't get myself yeah but then after that moving into my martial arts journey that we'll get into yep um they didn't really at all no. no and is it is it just like a kind of a cultural thing like just the way they grew up type of thing or did they were they concerned more for uh, he's going to get hurt or he's going to hurt someone? Yeah, probably. And I think my well, my dad made a couple comments here and there of like, what does it do? Type of thing. Oh, really? Like you get, yeah, like you get punched in the face. Like, what are you <laughs> like? You know, so in that aspect, yeah, I you know. Yeah. But uh, he did. They didn't understand. I don't think what what the point was. Okay. You know, and for for I guess them it was like, you know, I think they. The purpose-driven life, like what you want to do, where you want to serve, mm-hmm. was deep in their roots. But it wasn't that. It wasn't reaching out and doing things like mixed martial arts. Like, especially yeah. in those days, or whatever it was. Like, um, the first UFCs came out on, on VHS, right? You probably don't even know what VHS is. <laughs> no, no, I <laughs> do. Too young. I remember the first time I got a DVD, and we, I was uh, 
I was almost in tears because I feel like I would have been too old to be in tears, but I'm going to say I was almost <laughs> in tears because uh, it, we were going to get to watch it, but it was close to our bedtime, whatever the movie was. And I thought we still had to rewind it. And my, my parents are like, no, it's, you just, you can just play it. You don't have to rewind it anymore. Yeah. Okay. Like, so then oh, you, you, you yeah, go. Yeah. 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 So we, I remember watching those when they first came out. Yeah. And that was, that was, I didn't watch them at home. Watched them at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, that was pretty slick. The old Chuck Liddell days and when it first originated. Yeah. Yeah, it was way... I like, See, I oh, don't yeah. re- really remember that. Yeah. I remember hearing, like, Chuck Liddell's name and, like, Tito Ortiz yeah, and those Rose guys. Gracie, like, the first. Like, that's, like, way back, right? And it was brutal, right? Oh, like, awesome. a lot yeah. more brutal. Yeah. Oh, there was no weight classes. Uh, no <laughs> gloves. No rule. Like, there was a few little rules, mm-hmm. but nothing like there is now, right? Like, it was, it was pretty crazy. <clears throat> so, you watching that, did... Like being in uh, Taekwondo, were you in Taekwondo at that time? Yeah, yeah, I was in Taekwondo at the time. Uh, I had a couple friends in well, growing in there, and they were also in it. Okay, so we kind of did that stuff, stuff. But then, but you would quickly realize that like, there's more, right? Yeah. So we didn't know any jujitsu, we didn't know any wrestling, we didn't know any of that, and start choking each other out, like doing like <laughs> doing leg locks and like like actually choke each other out to go yeah. unconscious and then wake each other up. Like, yeah. yes, I don't know. That's we're probably bored living in the country, so yeah. <laughs> but it was—I knew there was more, and that's really what what got me to switch from from taekwondo. Realizing, like you know, I I wanted more of a combat sport, whereas taekwondo is a little bit more based point. Okay, recognition. Uh, I don't know a ton about it. There is there is contact, obviously, but it's just not quite the same. It's not what I wanted. Okay, All right. So then I got into got into kickboxing, Muay Thai. Uh, because that was in my mind. Yeah, like you yeah, get to punch someone in the face hard nuts. and you get to get punched in the face pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, and the kicks and knees elbows was very interesting. Because it was more than just, you know, certain things. So like uh did you ever get uh like kick kicked in the head or an elbow to the head? Because I've I've you know, playing with friends and stuff like that. You throw boxing gloves, you beat the crap out of each other, but it's a different game when you have like a leg kick or uh yeah <laughs> an elbow or something like that yeah, yeah leg kicks obviously i leg to kick a lot uh head kicks uh in training and stuff you once in a while okay um, in competition i never i never did get kicked in the head that's nice that's um, nice but but the damage still comes like yeah um i had my first fight actually in uh Dachuan was against a guy he had like a long mixed martial arts record and i going into that it's, it's it's something that sounds silly now but like we would grow up we'd be tough yeah um i always thought i was a tough kid fighting my brothers my friends and i weren't partying i stayed away from drinking so so it's still still a teenager yeah so we still did get into it but we would go for walks and then there would be people downtown that would want to fight and my buddies would antagonize them and and then they would turn around and look at me and be like <laughs> you well, know like you know <laughs> And it's it's one of those things where you fight on the street, fight someone drunk, or yeah. you're intoxicated. It's it's one of the dumbest things. And now, now knowing how to fight and knowing yeah. what consequences there can be, like don't do. It. Yeah, no one should be doing it. And you always hear guys like, oh, you know, this guy knocked out so many people in the bar. Like he's an awesome fighter. Like, well, like it's it's a bar fight. Like yeah, of course, everyone's intoxicated. You're yeah. intoxicated. It's so doing that, I thought I was great because you would fight people that were didn't obviously know how to fight. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, in the, in the bar on the street, whatever it was. And so now going back to this first fight yeah. where I fought a mixed martial artist, uh, in kickboxing rules, um, it was totally different world. I got woken up like in the, the best and worst way. <laughs> okay. So, so three rounds. Um, and I think a big problem was that I, I haven't been knocked out. I, I don't get knocked out easily, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, got a lot of head damage in that fight. So were you nervous going in? Just something oh, like yeah. that? Like I would Heck be sh- yeah, shit in my pants. Oh yeah, no. It, combat sports, and it's funny because my wife's now into jujitsu with me. Okay. And she fought her first tournament and she's done she's done sports her whole life, but it's team sports. Yeah. And she's naturally athletic. She's a, she's a getter, right? But she was like a totally different level of nervousness. Yeah. Like nauseous emotional and i'm like yeah it's it is something if you've never done it where individual you go up against another individual you stand up and it's like okay right now we're gonna find out who's legit the tougher individual yeah and there's no hiding there's no hiding it's like like, all eyes are on you yeah yeah it's old school right so yeah absolutely i I think there's a good part of that should be nervous you should be afraid um because then you don't like you need to take it seriously, right? Yeah, and that's what I was curious of kind of you going in there from having the fights with the brothers and stuff like that was I wonder I'm curious if that helped the nerves and maybe looking back you can't really say but yeah, if it helped the nerves or it didn't. Um I think maybe with that first fight I wasn't as nervous because I didn't know what I was getting into. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Usually when you don't know what you're getting into it's not the end of the world. When your mind gets introduced to things that hurt that are painful yep. you don't want to go back there it's actually a it's a conscious thing for you to say I, I don't want to get into this because i know it hurts yeah and that's where my whole drive is today as well is yep. doing things purposely that suck that give you that, that feeling suck yeah that you're bad at that you feel completely vulnerable at gotta do it if you don't do it you're not growing in yeah. my opinion uh because everyone else everyone plays it safe yeah Everyone does the things we're comfortable with. Uh, they don't put themselves in that spot. So yeah, I fought all three rounds, um, and he was tough. He was tough. He actually reached out, I would say, a year ago to me, and yeah. he's like, "Are you John Gertzen that I fought?" So and so and so, and I'm like, "Ah oh, man, that's me." He's like, "Holy!" Yeah. He's like, "You you punched the hardest I've ever had," and I'm like, "I'm thinking, I'm like, <laughs> no man, you, you kicked the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about yeah. here, but like you you rattled me." They thought maybe he was uh, shooting you a message. He's like, you want to do it again? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, in a different fighting fighting uh, opportunity maybe. But yeah. anyway, so that was, that I um, suffered pretty bad brain damage. I'm not damaged as far as like forever, yeah. but really bad concussion. And back then, there really wasn't much for concussion protocol, especially in amateur sports. Yeah. Uh, in professional sports, I'm sure there was a lot more. But I literally fought all three rounds, finished. He won by split decision, um, and I was puking blood. Uh, my head, I, I couldn't, I, I literally couldn't bend forward. Uh, you know when you have a stuffed up, you yeah. bend forward, you have a headache. Um, I couldn't shoulder check. I couldn't move anything. They, they let me sleep right away. There was not, like, no hospital, no nothing. Yeah. Like, it was, it was really bad. Did you go right back into training as well? As fast as I could. So like Ooh. as fast as I physically could, yeah. Which was like, if you would do it now, especially in a professional league, yeah, not a chance. Like you, there was no way. So I would, 
I would test it by punching the bag. Mm. If I would punch the bag and I could punch the bag five, ten times without getting a severe headache, mm-hmm. okay, I can push it a bit further. I can push it a bit further. And actually, yeah, so that took actually quite a while. And then I actually entered into another fight that was going to take place at Steinbach. And I did everything I possibly could. Trained hard for it. Still had the headaches. And the doctor on the pre-fight examination was like, if no, you, no, he's like, if you're getting those type of headaches still, you're not fighting. Oh, that's, that's kind yeah. of good. So like, that was good. Um, do, you, do, you, do you wish you would have still gone? Or are you kind of looking back now? Or are you like, ah, you know, it's, it was the right thing. I don't know, because I fought after that again. <laughs> so, so, no, it was a great thing. But when you're young and dumb and you want to do it, yeah. right? You get around things like that. Um, so I didn't. Someone else stepped in for me. They fought for me. Um, and then I kept training and I actually got another fight. Um, and I won that fight. That was also in that back, actually, that fight card. Um, so I won that one. And then after that one, my head was hurting again even if i won't even though i won yeah and i i just said you know what there's something to this maybe that if my head's this hurt the first Still time hurt. i'm yeah i'm gonna just take a step back which sucks because that 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 martial art is it's incredible yeah it's, uh, it's awesome and i can i can i can train it now yeah i can fight it yeah and i even if i get hit in the head it doesn't hurt okay no, nothing like that happens now with jujitsu you, you get hit in the head accidentally fairly often yeah right so uh been blessed and lucky that it doesn't that linger it around it anymore. hasn't come back so no that's good yeah so but i mean now that you look back at it all the research and studies on d on anxiety on stress everything else that it's guys that have head damage yeah it's a, it's a scary thing and i just encourage like any any individual coming up in the ranks or whatever you're doing like yeah take it really seriously because if you don't get forced to actually take the proper all it's dangerous absolutely yeah and it can it can affect a decent chunk of your life if not your entire life absolutely. if you don't yep you don't take care of it yeah absolutely it's, yeah it's that stuff has got, become so much more uh so much more prevalent in a good way i yep. think sometimes yep. i wonder uh i wonder i've heard a few stories just from like like you said the amateur leagues in sports uh, you, you're a young guy or a young girl and your spot on the team is this spot and this happens and there's still these protocols, but like, well, either you get out there again yep. or someone else is going to get out yep. there and you have, have your thing. So there's, there's that pressure, but I, th- I think it's gotten better. Hey, like, I think so. And especially when you talk in contracts that like guys in the main guys in NHL, it's millions of dollars. You're going to do everything you possibly can to get back into it. Right. Yeah. So that's where the pressure even comes. So, yeah. But yeah. So then I did that for a little while and, I I finally quit that and I said, you know, best thing to do. And <laughs> How old would you have been? Um, there, I probably would have been like, I started maybe when I was 17. Okay. And then I fought and trained for three or four years. Okay. So I maybe finished training after high school. Maybe 2021. 20, okay. Uh, going to 22 maybe years old I've, i've kind of wrapped that up yeah. and that was like i was working at the time in a hog barn i did that for for like six years so were you were you was that like a transition after the muay thai kind of stuff or were you basically out of high school hog barn 
and you're doing Muay Thai, like uh, yeah, it was while I was in there. So like the air quality in there was just brutal. killing you. Yeah, it was brutal. So I tried to wear this mask. Didn't really help much. Yeah, it was it was brutal for your cardio, uh, pneumonia in the air and stuff. Right, like it's it was it was pretty nasty. So and was it pretty labor intensive? Is that kind of job or is it not too bad eh, that way? No, I wouldn't say so. No. Some people might say so. Yeah, but but didn't take away from your your training for no, that period. No. Okay. And the thing is too, getting into that is. I I made a big mistake. People, a lot of people say, and then you see it now too. You get into martial arts, you get into kickboxing, you get into wrestling. People stop working out. Oh yeah. If this is my thing now, yeah. They don't realize for injury prevention, for everything. Uh, as far as like, I would say, the quality of fighter you get if you go is mm -hmm. a animal, right? Yeah. And you see in the younger categories and obviously professional fighters very different yeah <laughs> but they stop working out and you know this is i'm into jujitsu now and i do jujitsu five times a week i don't need to go to the gym. and for maybe the average individual that doesn't really, you know compete or care about it is yeah. it's fine because now you're actually doing something where you might not have anything yeah but okay. as far as like flexibility mobility uh, speed strength it's an absolute must so when i did kickboxing the first time yeah young i didn't really understand it did push-ups here and there while we trained yeah but i didn't have a physical gym routine and now with with what you're doing now do you combine that with the the strength side do you see that those two kind of tying together now 100 percent. yeah yeah 100 percent. like it's um and, and that was where it's like after after kickboxing i kind of got more into the bodybuilding realm right okay uh that's where i kind of fell into the muscle yeah. <laughs> let's, let's try to get as big as we possibly can i didn't know i i wanted to compete but at the time once again people it was not competing this isn't like in, in bodybuilding yeah. again okay yeah how so was that, that was... transition like was it was it just uh like going from because they're quite different one is like high intensity uh high speeds okay we're, we're gonna go a lot of technical aspects that are happening really fast where at least from my perspective bodybuilding has intensity and has technique but it's it's pretty in controlled environment yeah where muay thai is like controlled chaos maybe yeah, i don't for know sure. that's the right oh, yeah, man. absolutely and it's it's a, the nerve level is completely different yeah i was like nervous going on stage for bodybuilding for sure yeah but you're not fighting anyone yeah like you're in front of a crowd but once you fight someone there is really there's consequence there, yeah and there's not much really after that that that's the same type of nerve level. So, yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. Like you still get nervous yeah. because you're still competing, but it was nothing like, like that. Yeah. That's I what I say that. about uh, like podcasts too. There's nothing that compares to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's comparable. Yeah, this mic, I can hide behind this mic fairly yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. So like that, was it a change to go from, I know lots of people, like I've had people in here that have trained um, more of a bodybuilding style. And then they were like, Hey, I want to try some of the powerlifting side. Mm, yeah. And they oftentimes really struggle with that transition of, okay, now we got to slow things down. Like we're not yeah. concerned about for you. I imagine it was a slowdown. Like, was it like a pullback of, of that sweating and energy kind of coming out different? Yeah. Yeah. Different. I, I don't think that word applies to, my work ethic okay um at least at least with the things that i love doing yeah um so bodybuilding it's not like i i went to do it didn't sweat as hard i didn't train as hard it was a hundred percent you just took that that same intensity and hundred percent just applied it here yeah and that's 
you know, it's a good thing, but it's also detrimental, right? Yeah. Be bad on relationships on all sorts of because when I get into something, I get into it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to do something and be mediocre at it, in my mind at least, right? There's still obviously people that are way better. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I went 100%. I trained as hard as I possibly could. I, I ate properly. And for the first while, I, I didn't really know what it was as far as like nutrition wise. Yeah. It was more like, you know, all these cool supplements, everything else, work hard at the gym, yep. pump iron. Uh, and then once you started getting into bodybuilding space, I hired uh, like Darren Mailing from Freak Fitness. Okay. Yeah. So you had a coach that was kind of yeah. helping oh, yeah. along. Yeah. yeah. I had a coach uh, and then it got serious. And that was, yeah, I always trained hard, but then it was like different different yeah Yeah. and that was you know that was a transition like i was a cop already by then okay um so then that was a big transition from you know i was in steinbach i worked as a police officer in st anne okay actually for my first four years loved working out the whole time didn't do bodybuilding my family at the time wasn't wasn't supportive uh moved out here ended up getting a job in borden with the police service here and still working out one thing to another ended up actually getting divorced uh i had two little boys so i had a three and a half year old and a six month old when that happened well, so they were they were yeah young. yeah so it was very very challenging time of my life and it was a very selfish time of my life and yeah there was just a lot that i learned then and that was a start of of really learning drove me yeah what what made me worse what made me better and i really i masked all that pain from that yep. as they, they moved back to steinbeck okay and i stayed out here so they still in steinbeck if you know yeah that? yeah yeah they're still in steinbeck now uh they go to school there and stuff okay. obviously we see them giving them yep that's awesome yeah the boys and i um and my my now wife megan they get along great and it's, well, that's it's, cool. it's phenomenal, man. So you don't see that then though, right? Yeah. You don't see 10 years down the road. You don't see five years down the road. See then. And I, I dealt with all of that bodybuilding because before then it was like, nope, you're not competing. We don't support you. You're not competing. And when that happened, yeah, who's going to tell me I can't compete, right? Yeah. So then I, I went all out. Yeah, you have, you have all that, all of a sudden the proverbial i this is going to sound bad but the proverbial leash or chains are yeah are off yeah. it's it's yeah. go time what would you uh you're gonna look back then because how old would you have been at around that time so then i would say i would have been uh around 28 okay 28 ish which is like that's my yeah. age yeah um yeah. What, 27 28 you're looking back at yeah. at john at 27 28 maybe it's even 25 26 if you could get to that point well would you have told him anything or would you kind of have said hey dude 100 percent, yeah uh but it's the path you took and now sitting here i I, i've done anything different you would like to think there's different things but but then would i have my amazing wife that i have now yeah no and i right what i have we have a a almost two-year-old daughter that's that's where it's like that's awesome it's hard to say, would you go back and would you do this again? Would you do it? But dude, yeah, I was, I was extremely selfish. I hurt a lot of people. Um, I was in relationships after that where I was still selfish. I didn't understand the whole concept. It was always, well, if I'm with this person, uh, 
this is going to be great. Yeah. I, I, I'm, this is, it's going to be a perfect relationship. And then I'll be like, no, there's something different or something, you know, whatever it is. And it was, it was me. Like, you know, it's, it's, I was forgetting to focus on myself. I was like the bodybuilder. I was, you know, I was this, I was that. Yeah. Um, and realistically, a lot of it was just on me. Um, you don't see it at that age yeah. i mean you obviously a lot more mature than i was at that age but i don't it was... know like there's, there's certain things that i, yeah. I and i'm curious like this kind of that kind of question especially because you're around the age i am now i i know for me there's there's definitely times where i'm selfish and make mistakes and i oftentimes look back you know five ten years being like let's say 18 or 22 and think man if i could have if i could have said a couple things or could have you know just given a bump in different direction and then i think now i'm like well i can't do that but I'm 28 now, you know, in five years from now and 10 years from now, man, I hope I'm not as, don't look back and think, man, I was, I was just as stupid at 28 as I was at 18 kind of thing. Well, I think, I think with, obviously with what you're doing, and you're wanting to get better in every aspect, Trying. that's to how I see it. Right. Yeah. So for me, then it was, uh, I started a social media platform. Okay. Um, there, I was, and you're a cop at this time. Yeah, I was a cop at the time. I, you know, just when I got divorced, I started developing um, the first regional tactical team within Manitoba. Okay. So more in Winkler and Altona, I was starting to develop that. That took a ton of my time at work, out of work, bodybuilding, everything into it, from dieting all the time, supplements to the gym for hours, eating in that. So between those two things, my life was was that yeah yeah and that's that's really at the time truthfully what saved me like was was not being able to focus on certain things yeah should i have maybe done counseling yeah there's probably good roads to take yeah i didn't i i chose a gym i chose a tag team i chose the guys i was close with and and even with that like i thought i was a good leader yeah. um i thought i was a good individual and you see everything once you move on of how like Still selfish, like right? yeah. it was. I only learned you know, to me the mindset a lot later on. Yeah, uh, through things that happened that we'll get into yet yeah. throughout, throughout my life <laughs> that that have really changed my outlook on things. But yeah, the the body and building was it. Did you feel in that circumstance at that you know, um, at that age, and you're you're doing all this stuff? You had all this kind of stuff going on around you. Um, and obviously you feel like, Hey, I, in that process, I neglected this, but I, I did focus on this. You know, there's some good, some bad. Um, did you ever think like, did you ever have the feeling of, Hey, you know, I'm working my butt off. Like I'm doing my best. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it wasn't the best, like it, it wasn't your best on the right thing mm-hmm. in that time. Yeah. Just cause, cause you seem like the guy who has a competitive, competitive nature yeah. drive. So it's like, like you said, you go heavy into different things. Yeah. Did, yeah. did that ever like, looking back are you almost like oh i see that drive i see that focus i felt like i was doing a lot or i felt like i was mm-hmm. working hard and yeah. i'm, I'm kind of asking this from my perspective yeah. too of like the different things going on with uh, yeah. stuff like the podcast the gym yep. Yep. um and then all of a sudden you took a step back and i often wonder that for myself if if i was to look from the outside is there different areas that i'm i'm not collecting yeah. on uh, i think so and, and the more you do the more you learn the more you affect people yeah you're going to see obviously different avenues you can go down for me, I was concerned about, um, I wanted to build 
build a brand i wanted to there was when the instagram was really kicking off right okay i had an open profile uh i didn't have a crazy amount of followers but whatever is 1500 to 2000 followers it's good yeah especially at the time yeah and it was like i had a mix of like some tax stuff on there some shooting stuff um and so there was a mix of that with like this fit cop type of thing right and this bodybuilder uh, so I was really kind of, there was a couple of people I had followed in the States that were similar to that. Okay. Um, so I was kind of on that, on that road, open account, everyone could get in there. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I wasn't focusing on what I really focusing on now is that you want to build the brand for yourself that, that people love and affect the real you. Yeah. Then it was basically whatever I can sell. Um, mm. just, you know, Instagram, Twitter, yeah. everything is, is you want to, you want to try to sell something and be motivating when you're a wreck, like, and you're yeah. not going to tell the truth. You're not going to, everything looks great. This is where it is. Yeah. Uh, these people don't truly know my life, yeah. you know, my Instagram. Right. Um, yeah. You're and, almost putting the advertising on the, on the outside of the camera. Yeah, kind of 110%. And that was, that was BS. Yeah. Like, and you only, I only realized that after, um, when you start saying like, I, I, I want to be with people. Yeah. I would do anything, man. I would do anything to make people happy. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's one of the worst things you could possibly do. What people want to see when you're building your brand now is they want to see you, the real you. They want to see the crap in your life. They want to see, you know, what you're doing right, what you're doing yeah. wrong. And too many people, you see everything that sells so well now, all the podcasts, everything else is that the, the real guys that it's say, authentic. listen, this is, yeah, hey, you know what? I have horrible days. I have <laughs> yeah. absolutely horrible days. Um, my family life, this is what's happening here. This, yeah. this is, you know, I've got tragedy in my family. I've got this. Um, but at the same time, let's push forward. Let's work. Let's help each other. Yeah. Um, that's real, right? And that, that was the furthest thing that I had back then. <laughs> Do you think the difference would be um, the, the building like of the brand uh, as much as now it's the building of the community around mm-hmm. the brand where like maybe, and I was, I was fairly young when Instagram kind of really built up or really started to. And so I was more of an observer, I would yep. say than a participant yep. at that time. And it was a lot of like, you know, advertising on the, on the side of a package <laughs> where you didn't really even ask any questions because yeah. nobody, nobody knew yep. necessarily what to do. Where now, like you said, you have, you share these, these vulnerabilities or these, the authentic side of you and the people that follow you almost, you go through it together a yep. little bit at times. If I think if it's done right. Absolutely. That's, I would rather now where I'm sitting, I'd rather have 10 people that are close to me and understand and you push forward because you can be unstoppable compared to even two people yeah <laughs> compared to all these people that you know follow you like follow you for what yeah. what are you giving them right if you can produce a, uh, something great mm-hmm. and real quality awesome but if you're doing it to get followers and likes man i remember looking at my instagram and being like oh there's only 240 likes on there or yeah. there's only 100 and it was it bothered me like yeah. it would actually bother me because like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. What did I do? Who is that? Like, you know, do I not look good in here? Do I not present something? And it's just like, it was thinking back now, it's so absolutely ridiculous. It's, yeah. But it's, we all, we all fall into that trap. And it's, it's not hard to either. Like oh, it's, man. it's not, I'm, I know for me, like starting a lot of this stuff, 
it's you know you you look at it and it's it's an instant it's an instant feedback you get yep. you know the yep. good and the bad but even from the business perspective and uh trying to create something good yep. that's instant feedback at, in your brain whether it's true or not yeah. it's telling you it's it's true you, you know the views went down or the followers subscribers yep. okay i must be doing a bad job yep. or vice yep. versa i must be doing a good job which yeah. maybe even sometimes uh ends yeah. up being worse when you start to get that <laughs> oh look at this one did good look i'm you know oh, absolutely absolutely and it all, it all depends right but it's and i know if you're building a business and a brand it's that's it's important to have it out there and have people want to see what you're doing. yeah but i feel like people leave what they truly feel and want to do to chase that yeah. and then it goes backwards yes that's how i'm seeing it uh, now and that's where if, if if you really don't focus fully on that and you deliver a good product people will follow you people will genuinely like it and you will be blessed with a better product that's how i see it and at and least was, they like you for your the thing you're, you're yeah. about rather yeah, than you know or like or or dislike and i i've said this to a few people just in kind of conversation it's like you know whether you like me or you dislike me stre- stressing on the dislike i'd rather you actually not like the real me because i can deal <laughs> with that i'm like yeah. you know that's that's kind yeah. of who i am um goofy whatever it is and then if you dislike me for someone who i'm not yeah. that's that's almost worse like yeah. th- then i have to try and change <laughs> change my my fakeness to to adjust yeah. so you can like yeah. me again. Yeah. Why why are we why are we addressing shit for anyone? Yeah. Think about it that way. Why are we changing? If someone doesn't like me, yeah, it's me. Yeah. The, the, why am I changing for you? You know, there's obviously different things within your relationship home. Yeah. But as far as that goes, if you start bending, holding, and doing different things for other people that you don't know, um, and it really started to change my point of view i was saying too with instagram i had bodybuilding on there i had all my tax stuff on there with policing and i i started kind of mentioning it is like hey listen maybe this isn't the best thing for you to do because of this okay and so that started kind of coming out and then uh i had i had a mentor from the from a service a, a bigger police service out to me uh that was a full-time tax guy and expressed some of those concerns. I had phoned him, talked, we were, we were pretty close. We're still close to this day. I look up to him like crazy. And he just talked about, you know, what's your goal? What's your plan? Yeah. You know, we can't, we shouldn't, we can't, we're not going to say that you shouldn't be doing this. Um, but where are you going with it? Yeah. And I really quickly realized that I was almost like a fake, right? I I was part of this team. We the guys worked hard. We got into some awesome stuff. Um, we had an amazing relationship. But there was dudes out there that were fighting, that were working so much harder, that were getting in shoots. They were getting in officer, all different types of stuff, and they were silent warriors. They would day in and day out train and and get after it, you know. 15 hour days, whatever it was. And yep. they wouldn't talk about it. They were in the trenches. They were of. in the trenches. They wouldn't talk about it. And it really, really affected me. I remember exactly where I was talking, where I was lying, you know, I was lying on my bed. I was talking to him and it was like, holy shit. Like I'm a fake. I'm even though we, we were doing everything, we were working hard and we were yep. making a difference. 
like I'm showing this off and I'm being that guy where these other guys are legit, legit getting some and not talking about it. Yeah. I, yeah, I felt, I felt horrible and it really changed from there is where I was. I deleted all my policing stuff off of Instagram. That's tough. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean that phone call and then the follow up to it that. Was, it was humbling. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say tough. I felt like a moron, but it's good. Like yeah. I, 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 that changed things. And if it wasn't for that, I would have possibly been living in that, you know, reality for longer. Yeah. If you build that, it's like taking, taking a step in a direction that you don't want. You're almost trapped in that area rather than if you, if you go in the direction you feel like you should actually go, at least you can make adjustments in that. If, if you make mistakes or if 100%. it's not who you actually are, well, now you're just stuck in being someone. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so that was, it was hard to hear and it was embarrassing. Right? Yeah, that's who wants to who wants to hear that. But it was also coming from this individual. You know, my whole oh, life it was like someone told me I shouldn't do something. Yeah, and I'm like, huh, watch me. Yeah, watch me. Yeah, let's go. This was completely different. <laughs> he didn't tell me I shouldn't do something, but he was someone I really looked up to and respected. Doing the same thing. Yeah, and I, I totally understood. So that really changed my focus as far as that goes. And I, yeah, I took all that stuff off there. Um, I, at that time, I don't think I, I didn't block everyone off of my Instagram yet that I didn't know. Okay. But I started with taking all the policing stuff off there. That was a big change that I made. Kind of filtering it out. Yeah. What yeah. was, uh, I'm curious, what was more humbling? Um, the loss in Muay Thai, <laughs> something like that, or that situation with the, the policing stuff? For you looking back with, I'm just curious. I feel like I kind of know what, what your answer yeah, is going to be. Yeah, but. I, I don't, to me, it was affecting other people. That's that. Is yeah. It made me feel, and it changed me the most because my loss in Muay Thai, that's me. Yeah. That's me. I didn't affect anyone else by losing. That was me. This, I felt like I did a disservice to many people. Um, that, that was way more humbling more painful and if you yeah in an in a aspect that was that was something that i definitely took to heart and it actually changed it changed the direction of my life in a lot of ways think differently yeah to think differently and uh i think it's important to build your brand but in that aspect that that wasn't what i wanted to do and i didn't purposely want to you know hurt those people yeah so that, that was by far as far as learning as far as being humbled by far the one that that's absolutely Wow. Yeah. With uh, with policing and all that stuff, did you uh, kind of just swinging back to when you're younger? You're working at a hog barn. So, and then later on, now now you're talking. You're in a tactical force. You have a yeah. a social media account. What what all went on before that? Like, what are you oh, doing? Oh man, yeah. There's there's a lot. So it was as far as that uh, when it went into that. Then I I was also kind of developing and getting into uh, training the use of force for our service. Okay. And so that all started going as far as training use of force, um, taser, all the other options, right? Yep. Firearms. So that was really, and it still is today, my thing that I enjoy doing. The, the tactical uh, side the of it? The tactical stuff, obviously with the tac team, is, and then the training the use of force stuff is my passion. So were you, like once you entered the, kind of the police force stuff, or maybe even before that, were you already interested in that tactical? Or where did, did, you, did you start in uh, kind of the, the police stuff? 
and then build into it or was it kind of just a natural yeah and it it was my dream to always be a part of that like i always wanted to be a cop i remember when i was younger i would see the police lights and i'll be like where are they going what are they doing like i want to be part of that right like yeah i was super super curious so i I started from a younger age being like that's what i want yeah i wonder i didn't know and then obviously for me it was like well if you do that who wouldn't want to like kick indoors and be like more elite as far as it goes for that right there's other other members that know a lot more about other stuff than that but when it comes to that that was just my i want that yeah which kind of goes along with it seems like pretty consistent personality trait of 100 how how can i take this and like you said i might not be the best maybe you were gonna be or maybe you are but how can i get as close as i can to the best Uh, that's and it i think you should always try to have that drive um you should always try to be someone that proud of that other people proud of and to me it's just like you can't ever set yeah right within your relationship you're you're make it so that you're obviously into that person and you'll never say settling because that's the person you choose and that's amazing yeah you're still building a a, a bigger life together it becomes better and better and better yeah but when it comes to other things i would say you if you're not moving forward you're moving backwards yeah in my opinion well the world's still going if you're Man, if you're staying yeah. still, the world is still moving. Yeah. Relentless. If if uh a good saying was that uh, you're you're living, you're you're affecting other people's lives. Uh, if you're not teaching, if you're not learning, if mm-hmm. you're not putting yourself in those vulnerable spots, that you're you're dying. Mm-hmm. And that to me it's it's not living at all. So for for as far as attack thing, I always wanted to be a attack guy. And there, there was so I got on with Morden. There was nothing like that out here. Okay. There was nothing like that out here. So what's in your head is well if there's nothing like that out here then gotta be developed yeah <laughs> so then i i found a way to do it and i developed it because i wanted it so and you were kind of creating this thing i did st- yeah yeah that was my i was That's cool it for years i would say a year and a half it was pretty much what i did is day in day out build this build this it was it's like building a company and trying to convince three different chief chiefs of police why we should have this and all the logistics, all the training, all the equipment. Um, it took a huge part of my life, which is which is great. It's like and building it's, a business. Yeah, like you're, yep. you're literally... Yeah, for, it was. Yeah, and you're selling it and you're... Yeah, and then you're trying to convince everyone and then you're getting a whole bunch of different guys to try to be a part of this and try out for the first time and go through all these things. And that's, that's like nine, that's nine years ago now. Did you face a decent amount of resistance in that process? Or was it, did it, were um, you able to kind of progress pretty well in it? I feel like it I progressed fairly well. Yeah. Yeah. There was obviously questions. There was a lot of people that it was like, well, this was kind of my idea before, or this is kind of where I was, right? So it's like you deal with all that stuff. Yeah. It's you know, whenever you do something that's out of the ordinary, you're gonna have always have those people that say, Well, this is stupid, or this was my idea, yeah. or whatever it is, but you can't listen to that. You have to push forward and say, This is better for everybody this is better for all it is better for it and yeah so that was a big part so yeah then we got into that and it got developed and and we moved forward so that that was a big part of it yeah so that was i was pretty excited about that did you did you go to school for for policing then yeah Yeah. so um to get into kind of how i started was i was in that hogburn right yeah and and this is kind of how i guess the journey into motivating my life and getting into things that that suck mm-hmm. was i remember exactly where 
I was sitting in the back room. It's like a generator room in the Hogburn. And my boss at the time was like, what are you doing? You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be going to chase after your dreams. Yeah. I have this great job for you. Whatever I was making back then, 40 grand. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what it is. Yeah. I'm sure that 35, is. 35 and it was like, like I'm rich. Yeah, right? making, and yeah. he, was, he was saying the same thing. Like, you've got to stay here because you know, eventually you're going to run this whole barn. Yep. You're going to do this and this. And it was like, the, mo- the more I grew up, the more I see is like, he was seeing here. He had his envelope and he was saying here, like, this is the ticket. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can never have that seal. In my opinion, you can never have that. Well, this is what you're going to do. This is where you're at. Because as soon as you set that, yeah. where are you going to go? Right. So he was seeing that for me. And I just remember telling him, like, I'm, I'm quitting. Like, I'm done. I, I'm absolutely done. Uh, I'm chasing after my dream. And yeah, my, my family was never really supportive of it. No, they, they, understood. and are you married at this time? Like when you yeah. were starting school? Okay. Yeah. Um, no, oh. sorry. No, I was not. Okay. Not oh, when not. that first started. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I had a girlfriend at the time and she was very supportive. Yeah. But, uh, I dropped everything. I went to Northwest law enforcement Academy. So it's like basically like, uh, you were not hired as a cop. It's like, a kind of like a university or college that you would do for six or seven months to get you kind of ready for it. Right. Okay. And same as like ACC and Brandon type of thing. Kind of gets um, you, gets you prepared. So it's easier to, yeah, to jump you into have, uh, It's like going to university. It's, take, it's taking like a law courses, whatever okay. it is, but it was, it was really focused on getting yourself ready for that and, and having it on your application so that you can get the job better. So I, yeah, I moved back home. At my parents' house, I drove into Winnipeg every single day, um, and and it was different world. Like you know, growing up in school, academics, I didn't enjoy it. I struggled with it all the time. I had to study a lot harder than other people to get to get passing grades. Yeah. Not only, and I really learned a lot of things as far as when I went there. Yeah, someone else had to study for an hour. I studied for two or three hours, and I I got actually surprisingly good marks there because I cared. You're, so, yeah it was your now you're you're interested and this is your your thing yeah um yeah. and it's just another thing to to drive into a little yeah. bit yeah that, that's changed my focus right so yeah yeah, yeah so, so then i went and did that for i think it was like seven months um and then i went to victoria beach for the summer uh, it was like they have a program there where it's like you're not a cop like at the now it's different uh, they have a different program, so they're they're fully armed. They're they're I think they're officers now. Okay, but at the time it was like you didn't have a gun. You had a uniform, so you're like felt pretty cool. Did you ever get flack? Like, did anybody ever challenge you? Kind of like the the mall kind security of. guard. Yeah, kind like... of. Yeah, it was a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. And we'd have like uh, you'd have like a bike unit, so you'd be wearing shorts, and it was like, it was, it was hilarious, man. <laughs> was but, it good though? Was, like, did you enjoy it? Was it? Awesome time. Yeah, oh man, it was great. Uh, we had a really good boss at the time. Super good dude. We we worked with a bunch of. I actually work with a guy now that I worked with back then. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So it's a crazy connection there. That, that was, was fun. fun. And then yeah, an opening came up actually in Saint Anne, and uh, and I applied for them and got on with them and and did four years there. And then it was just uh, it was small. Like it, there wasn't as much as many calls. I had a buddy that worked that same guy from Vic Beach. He got a job with uh with Morden. Okay. And so he said, you know, why don't you come up? I did uh, a corn and apple shift actually with him. 
And it was like, it opened my eyes to a totally different thing. Like I was used to working by myself on call time. You know, there was one other member that would maybe come for evening shifts, but there were certain times where it was like, you're on call for like extended periods of time um, as you're working. Right. And then I would, I came to Morden and it was like, there was like nine to 12 cops working one shift. Yeah. And there was like, what, 40 to 80,000 people within Coronado. Just packed. And it's packed. And it was like, there was fights, there was these calls. And it was like, <laughs> oh man, just a small town guy being like, this is, this is cool. This, this yeah. is really cool. Was it, it was it a shock? Like, was it a shock of excitement? Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. here we go. Now yeah, I'm doing like, what this I... is legit, yeah. right? Like, this is, this is a lot more fun. I can interact with people. Yeah. You know, you go to a call, you, you're not by yourself. Um, learned a lot of that. So yeah, then I was like, when they had an opening and I, I wanted it and I applied and got in. So that was, yeah, that was like 11 years ago, just over 11 years ago. Was it hard being a social person in that original police position? Um, was it hard? Like you're, you're saying you're a social guy and you're, I mean, you're building a team with a tactical force later on in your career, yep. all that stuff, obviously. Um, yeah, you enjoy being around people, but for that first little bit, was it tough to kind of do that job by yourself? Yeah, well, it, I think everyone should do it. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people obviously that don't. You get on with a bigger service, you'll never work by yourself. Yeah. It taught me so much. It taught me how, even though I thought I was tough, mm -hmm. um, it taught me how to use my, my words. Okay. There were so many times I was by myself, I would go to a fight, and there was a couple guys, three or four guys that, well, you could have said something that they would have turned on you and wanted to fight you. You have to learn how to talk. Yeah, and you can because be as tough as you want. It doesn't but, matter. Yeah, yeah. You, you, so you use your words, and it actually taught me a lot. Moving into this spot now is you don't you don't want to fight. You don't like want to be able to go home without fighting. Yeah, want to be like if I want to fight, I'll, I'll competition. Yeah, like I'll go to a competition, and I can test myself. I don't need to test myself against someone that you know. There's no rule as far as like weapons, yeah. knives, guns, and when you when you know when you have confidence you don't need to know that anymore yeah you'll see a lot more is where guys wouldn't have that confidence or they might not know they're gonna amp it up like crazy and then who knows what you're gonna get into right so to me the more i the more i learned how to fight out of policing uh the less i want to do it sounds yeah. sounds weird but it's that's kind of how it worked Probably, yeah, it's probably understanding the consequences. I'm going to guess yeah. there's consequences to it too, yeah. especially having a family, yeah. having kids. It's like, and who knows, the person who, who maybe is is having a bad night that night is uh, yeah. he, they, he or she might have family and kids. And I'm sure, from a police officer's perspective, you're like, hey, I want you to go home. Okay. Yeah. I want to, I know I want to get home. Okay. 100%. But I also want, you know, this is a bad night. I don't know you outside of this. Yeah. This is a bad night. Let's get let's get this cleaned yeah. up in a clean way. I imagine. I'm oh like, yeah, absolutely. That's that's the best way to do it all the time, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So I did that, and so you came to Morden, and you were excited. Yeah, I'd been to. I mean, I'd been to Morden like maybe once or twice, just driving through. Like I remember the McDonald's because we'd go to the ski hill, right? Yeah. And then we'd go and get McDonald's on the back. But other than that, I had no idea. I had no clue what it was about. It was good. Yeah, I loved it. And I thought maybe it was the beach. Oh, yeah. You're like, you're like, <laughs> the the boardwalk. Yeah, I heard, I heard it was they have a spectacular yeah. beach. Yeah, or the hill. It had a hill. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's cool. Sandbach didn't, didn't have a hill. Yeah. So. Which, but they got car dealerships. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, so that was good. Um, and yeah, I I think going into the journey of bodybuilding, I that was that was a fun part of it. Yeah. So you're a police officer. You're doing bodybuilding at that time. Yeah. Um, and then at, and are you from bodybuilding, 
being a police officer, was that a complexity or how did you, how did you manage that? And like, yeah, it was, it was, it was good and it was bad. Like, yeah. Um, like I said, my social media was recognized me, um, the bodybuilder. Yeah. And that's or where like I knew a, you yeah, from. Like cop that was, yeah. that was bodybuilding or you'd have people yell like, Oh, Hey. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a feel good thing, but it was whatever. It, it, fake to a point. Right. But it was, I did, I did novices. Um, I got first place in that. Push, 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 did provincials. I actually competed at novices at like 180 or 198 pounds okay. on stage. And then when I did provincials, I competed at like 222 pounds on stage. Ooh. Yeah. So it was a huge difference. And yeah. I, um, I wanted to do that because at, at the time, and he's still one of my best buddies now, is he yeah. was competing as well. So then I got to go on stage with him and it was like one of the best experiences to be up there That's cool. on stage with him. So that was really cool. Um, push the limits as far as like weight for leanness yeah. goes. Um, yeah. 220 being uh, on stage. Yeah. It was, it was, it was and cool, but it was, it was heavy for me, right? Like yeah. I was six feet tall. Um, and it was, yeah, it, it was good though. Like I ended up being third place and, uh, so you won first. I won first in novice and then third place in provincials. Which is yeah. pretty dang good. No, it was still great. Like I, I was happy with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that was still want to be first. I still obviously like that was a big thing. But did yeah, you, so that was the last. Did you beat your buddy? Yeah, you did. I yeah. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of bittersweet because yeah. I was like, I, I'm going to go with you, and then I, I ended then up beating him. him. So I was like, oh shoot! But has he, he sent you a Instagram message? Saying, <laughs> yeah. So we're yeah we're super close. We talk yeah like almost every other day. Oh, that's through, cool. Through Instagram and stuff. So. No, that didn't change a thing. That's and cool. it was it was still definitely worth it and, and really neat to see kind of where that went. He's a big freak. Like yeah. Yeah. He'll outlift me all <laughs> all day long, right? Like there's no question there. So that's cool. So then with bodybuilding stuff, obviously now um with jujitsu, uh you've kind of transitioned, I feel like again. Like are you yeah. still doing bodybuilding stuff or what are you doing now in terms of fitness stuff? Yeah, I definitely changed. Um, you know, it was all into kind of building my mental strength and building a, a person that I wanted to be compared to building someone I wanted I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always walk around the gym and be like, oh, CrossFit. Like, yeah. you know, like uh, power lifters, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they would, you would always, you know, how you make fun of different groups. Like it came to a realization whereas these people, as long as they're there for the right reason, they're killing it. It doesn't matter. There's yeah. CrossFit guys out there that will destroy me in work. Yeah. Right? There's powerlifters that will obviously destroy bodybuilders. It doesn't matter what you're in, it's the fact that you're in it. You're, you're doing something fitness. You're doing something. You're making yourself better. So that was where I started slowly realizing that, like, hey, listen, if I add these workouts, I'll be better for them. Or mm-hmm. better for that and i started running obviously a lot more um because when you're bodybuilding you don't want to run yeah right? it was a lot more of like diet cardio as far as like walking yeah. different things like that and then i completely changed after that um now yeah now my workouts are really based around oh a lot of the problem with bodybuilding was that you do a ton of push-pull mm-hmm. right you do a ton of push-pull that's basically Working your muscles is a push-pull thing. You yep. want those big muscles. And you don't do a ton of tendon. You don't do a ton of like 
ligament work yeah. and like small muscle tissue stuff. And that actually really hurt me as far as that goes because everything else was weak. Yeah, you had this. Yeah, it's it's a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of the same movements and it's a lot of one direction. Like yeah. one, one direction, depending on the, which direction the force is going. Yeah. It's just either it's it's resisting this way or it's resisting that yeah. way. Absolutely. I mean, with legs, it's kind of the same thing. It's 100%. So now, yeah, so now I, I would do like non-sexy workouts compared yeah. to what it, like, you know, you, I remember I would like live for the, the pre-workout pump. Yeah. You'd go there, <laughs> you would, you would train hard, but it was like the high intensity cardio thing to me, that's what's painful. Yeah. That's what sucks. Like that's, there's nothing really worse than that. When yeah. your lungs are dying, your muscles are dying, you have to push forward. So before that, it was more like. I'll take my pre-workout. I'll go and pump my muscles up. Yeah. But like you can flex in the mirror and you can feel good about it. Yep. Whereas now it's changed. The pre-workout is still great. And it's, it's <laughs> oh, funny. you're telling me that. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's funny because my, my wife always gives me crap. And it's like, she'll take it and be like, this does nothing for you. I don't know. It's all in your head. And I'm like, no, no, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. So it's funny how you kind of get dependent on that stuff. And I yeah. think, you know, like we talked to is that it's more of that thing that you go through. Yeah. You make yourself a pre-workout. You go from there and then get you get your gym get, clothes. You get your get gym your clothes. You get up. your pump up. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was more so kind of what it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm also a strong believer now in if if something that you're taking makes you feel better or you're comfortable taking it, whatever it is, whatever you love or you think you need, yep. cut it out. I, you know, going through different steps in my life is like, if you think you need something, remove it see how it really feels right uh, i just think same thing as taking if you have an easy path here or a hard path here take the hard path um because that's going to build your character you know it's yeah. gonna it's gonna build who you are and that's you know kind of where it's been the last i would say five years of my life is really now focusing on mental health and really trying to make a difference on people that i that i wouldn't have made a difference and yeah. building building my brand not so much as far as like a business but like what do i want yeah whereas before it was like i'll tell you whatever i want because i want you to like me but now yeah. i'll tell you what i feel and the truth is i want you to respect me right yeah. you might not like me <laughs> but you'll respect someone that tells you the truth respect a good leader you might not like them at times yeah. But that's where that respect is crucial for me. So I really focus on that. And it's uh, it's brought me into a lot of different avenues. My buddy challenged me. Sorry, two years. Yeah, I would say uh, challenged me to an ultra marathon. And I was I was not a runner. Like, I was not a runner at all. I was... Uh, I would do some running. I'm sweating just yeah, thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> I, I, I would do some running, but I was definitely not... A, I had never done a half marathon. I had never done a marathon. Um, and he's like, hey, we should do this 50K race. Like, And it's not just on the... It's not on the highway. Like, it was yeah. a Bird's Hill. Not a Bird's Hill. Uh, Spruce Woods. Yeah. And it was like... Spruce Woods is sandy and hilly, yeah, and it was just a disaster. So, so he's, he's like, like, let's do this. I'm like, yep, let's do it. Let's challenge ourselves. Um, I'm all in. How long did you train for this? Oh, man, that's a very good question. Uh, two or three months. So actually Maybe. not in the, in the big scope no, of thing. No. Actually not that no. long. Not that long because the race is in. <laughs> yeah, the, the race is in like in uh, 
May, I think. Okay. Yeah. So like it was like wow. kind of winter time right now, basically. And he's like, Hey, let's do this. I'm like, Yep, let's do it. So then I started training and I, I remember like a couple of times, like it was a, a lot of times I would run from more than a winkler. Not a big deal. Like eight to nine miles. And yeah, wow. for me, like for a lot of people out there that you know, people that might be listening be like, Well, I'm a long distance, that's not a big deal. Yeah. But for someone that didn't long distance run, it was different. Right? I was gonna say, thankfully you're not talking to one right now. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah that's a exactly, big deal. Exactly. <laughs> but then I remember on like one of my last ones, she would, uh, my wife would drop me off at like Darlingford. <laughs> so <laughs> she dropped me off at Darlingford and Darlingford and, and it was, yeah, I think it ended up being like 19 miles. So from like not running half a marathon or anything, I was like, that was pretty good. So, oh, that's, that's yeah, very so good. So I ran, did that one for my last, basically my last training session. And it took a couple hours, but then, um, and this is, this is why I think it's so important for put themselves in these situations where they won't find these stories anywhere else. So I'm hauling along. I bet you it's uh it's probably the halfway mark. I bet you it's at like fifteen, maybe fifteen miles. And uh I think I'm trucking pretty good. My buddy's still in the mix somewhere. And this old guy, he's probably 60, 70 years old, comes jogging up beside me at like no effort at all. He comes and he's talking to me and uh He's telling me these stories and he tells me this story that that blew my mind and it still makes me go like, man, I am so useless <laughs> in, a, in a lot of different ways. Like I, I thought I was cool. I'm doing this ultra marathon and this old dude comes up to me. He jogs beside me for, I would say, maybe two to three miles and just talks to me the whole time. Tells me a story. He's missing all of his toes. Like he's literally missing all of his toes and you're dying at this time oh, like, man. Exhaustion. it's brutal it's like what what am i doing here yeah but it was nice talking to him and you won't get that experience anywhere else so he's telling me this story he's missing all his toes because he went to a, a 150 mile rate bike race in antarctica and yeah and he throws his toes off <laughs> he's a different and kind he, of yeah, and, he did, and he finished the race he throws his toes off he finished the race and uh and yeah he the, he i finished telling me that story and i'm like what am i doing like what like Dang. am i supposed to be here what and then he just says all right have a good day see you later and he gone. beetles off like god <laughs> i'm left there going like this is this is legit like this guy's legit he he sees so much purpose in this that he's lost all of his toes and he can still outrun me like nothing his mind everything else and then that's when i started seeing too like man these challenges that mind over matter putting yourself in these spots is like, it's life-changing it's life-changing yeah. and i think people would have two. i think there's two different ways to go about receiving uh experience like that too i think there's some people who would be like wow this guy he's a different level you know i'm tired sucks what am i doing i'm yeah. gonna start walking you know yeah. why am i doing this and then there's the other perspective of wow i thought i was working my butt off look at this guy okay time to time to keep going crazy like i think there's two different ways and i don't think there. i don't i think some people think there's two different kinds of people and maybe you can speak to this but there's two different types of people there's a person who does that or there's a person who goes the other way and i i don't necessarily think there is i think there's people have different perspectives yep. and it's allowing yourself to say that's a person and i'm a person yep. right now this guy's just a little crazier than me yeah, but yeah i can absolutely. get there 100 percent. yeah and we all have it in us yeah. it's just what you're how vulnerable are you willing to feel yeah. To me, it's it's when you think you know everything, you're doing the wrong thing. 
right? When you think you know everything, you're doing the wrong thing. You need to take yourself away from that situation, yourself in a spot where you are the one learning. You're the rookie. Because that doesn't matter what age it is. You put yourself in that spot, you are humbled, and you go, man, I'm not so great. I'm not so good, and it brings you down to that level. And then if you can get decent at that craft, go on to something different, mm-hmm. you know? If it's from ultra marathons, if it's from my wife and I did the 75 hard challenge together. Um, and speaking of speaking of warrior, that chick, like, I, I thought it was, it was tough. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a mental health challenge for people that don't know. It, it's uh, for 75 days through Andy Frisella's program. And she did it with a five-month-old baby. Like literally all the outside runs, all the inside workouts. There's two workouts a day. Yep. Uh, all the dieting. Um, there's reading in there, there's right? Re- there's 10 pages a day, minimum reading, uh, four liters of water, uh, selfie picture every day. Like there's mm-hmm. just, there's a set of circumstances and program that you have to follow. Yeah. And I, she did it with a five month old and she, she not into fitness like I was, or she's not like, she's in good shape. She's actually a, a police officer in Winkler as well. Um, but like she crushed it and it was like, man, like, this That's is so crazy because cool. to think that if I would have done this with a five month old, yeah. like that, and she gave birth to this five month old, not only that, right? And she killed it. So you're you're almost ready to go outside and freeze your toes off just yeah, so you can yeah, be, exactly, <laughs> exactly so I can be somewhat cool. But yeah. no, so that was that was really neat to That's do that with awesome. her was awesome. Um, and it, yeah, it's just a, that journey, a journey of uh, mental mental strength and you know, being prepared for that. Yep, really. Has led me to kind of where I am today is I think that's important well it seems like like even the things you were saying in there that I'm picking up for myself a little bit selfishly um you talk about you know you kind of started with I went to you know I I did this and I didn't feel like I was honest I didn't feel like I was a good leader and then you almost got shown leadership it seems like in a scenario or you looked up to leadership and you're like, Hey, that's, that's kind of the thing. Um, I, I could use more of that. And then now it's like, Hey, now you're developing leadership characteristics. And then at the same time, there's that position where you're like, Hey, I'm pretending you're telling the story of like, I feel like I'm pretending to do this thing. Yep. And then now you've almost transitioned into, you know what? I don't need to pretend anymore. I'm going to do that thing. So it's like, from, yeah. from my perspective, just yeah. listening to these stories, it's almost like you've had this, this setup, like a little bit of a, an experience and then an idea of hey i'm gonna i'm gonna adjust that experience because this is who i want to be yeah. kind of thing yeah. and from my perspective like i what i knew of you beforehand is first of all i knew you from when i was i think i was like 18 or something like that walking into <laughs> a bar and someone saying because me and my buddies had worked out at that time and yeah. my buddy saying look at that dude over there he's he's one of that i think a new cop in town or whatever <laughs> look at how big he is and you could just see i think you're in a flannel Flannel, uh, and then uh, just these broad shoulders or whatever, and I'm sitting there I'm like, "Holy smokes, that's a big guy!" And then uh, I think he had said something like, "You should go like bug him or something like <laughs> yeah. that." And I was like, "No, no, no." So I knew you there, and then also being in a small town, um, of course, you you ha- you hear things, and uh, yeah. so the other perspective from you was, "Okay, this guy has is he's bodybuilding. He's a big guy. He's a cop." And of course the, with the good comes the bad. Mm. And so the only other thing I knew, okay, he was, he's divorced. He yeah. had this experience. Yeah. He had that experience, yeah. um, which later on after meeting you, talking to you, it was mm. quite a bit different. Yeah. Uh, not that the things I'd heard were necessarily negative, but you develop a perception in a small town, um, which the older I've gotten, the more I've been like, 
everyone's got their shit <laughs> and if if someone can't come back from it yeah or you don't think someone can come back from something um you gotta maybe do a little bit of self-reflecting yeah. i i love hearing that yeah it's uh it's it's you know that people are saying stuff like that, right yeah. like uh but when you hear it you go man like does that affect you at it that hurts, time yeah oh man like i knew i did a lot of stupid i knew i wasn't in a lot of ways i, I definitely wasn't a faithful friend i wasn't uh within my relationship and i i was best partner uh, i was selfish um and you know that there's going to be all sorts of shit talking about you know he did this or did that yeah. and and that's reality of it and if you hide behind that and say you know this not who I was, but if you own it and you say, "Yeah, this is where it is. This is what's that," and you give yourself a chance to grow and get out of that, yeah, you can really show people. I'm sitting here today with you talking about it, and yeah. you know, if you if you don't give other people the chance to see kind of what your story is, yeah, uh, and not hide behind those mistakes, be open about it, be honest with it, um, about how selfish you are, uh, it won't get better. And now sitting here today, I can. Choose day right like which is yeah that was me and and i've moved on i've, I've changed incredible. a lot of things and it's yeah. it's from uh like i think there's guys you're in your late 30s yeah i think there's guys in their <laughs> their i'm just gonna speak from a guy's perspective 50s yeah. and 60s who maybe they've gone through some of these experiences maybe they they're gonna go through some of these experiences who again they're no, not a different human being from you who maybe still haven't learned or maybe don't even have you're sitting on it in a chair talking to yeah. me yeah. in front of a camera being recorded <laughs> on a microphone don't don't necessarily have the humbleness or the um i don't know perspective to to speak on these things mm -hmm. that are tough things in life and that are but are real things that people yeah. go through whether it's exactly what you went through yeah. or the exact your your exact experience sometimes it gets pushed under the rug simply never gets dealt with mm -hmm. or they they're scared that anybody will hear it for fear that yeah. i don't know what the, what's the judgment where me sitting here i'm like holy shit you know like shit yeah. happens but yeah it's one thing you know it's being vulnerable right well one of the hardest things is to to understand and to be willing to say i'm i'm gonna have no ego right now i'm vulnerable i'm gonna be able to tell people kind of how it is mm -hmm. you know, this or the wrong way um that's the hard path right so that's that that's been really a change in my journey is the ability to fit that and show that yeah and in the end it actually builds you stronger towards the other path yeah. because it gives you a lot of confidence in different ways and when you are okay to admit that you're wrong you, know, you did the wrong thing where you're at then it, it changes a lot of a lot of perspectives yeah so yeah and it's you know there's there's obviously been things within our family um, I know you talked before too on how you know different calls within policing has changed me, or if there's anything that kind of affected me in certain ways. Yeah, and you don't realize it, right? There was a I had my two boys. There was years between. Um, I met my wife now, and we have this little one. Yeah, in between there, before we had our little girl, uh, I went to a baby death within work, and. You deal with it, you you get emotional, get connected, but at the same time you can't get too connected because you don't go to these notifications 
for these horrible calls with people. Yeah. You have to show emotion. Mm-hmm. You have to show that you care. But at the same time, if you take every single one of those calls home with you, it ends up killing you, right? Yeah. So, but I didn't realize how much of a factor that would have on me. And then we had our own. It was literally every single morning for like the first year or at night, I would wake up and I would be like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait here. And my wife's going to go check on the little one and I'm going to hear her scream because she's not breathing. You're just waiting for the ball to drop. Every single morning. Because it was that experience of like, this is possible. This can happen. And it was like over and over and over again. And because it was like within that first year, the SIDS with baby baby deaths, whatever. Yeah. That's the most most chance of it. So that was a huge struggle. And I didn't, yeah, I didn't really connect that with calls until I had another little one. And that, that really connected. Yeah. I've, I very much have, uh, have wondered about that. Uh, I know myself being, uh, a less emotionally stable individual (laughs) for the most part, you know, having, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's something I've oftentimes wondered about. I mean, growing up for me, it was things like, you know, the news would affect me, that stuff would affect me. And I, I oftentimes would be, have empathy or sympathy for, I don't know which one you'd use in this scenario, but for police officers, because I was oftentimes curious, I'm like, how do you deal with, and maybe, maybe it was a shock for you, or how do you deal with that, the emotional side? Because I think people think that you drive around, or not you in particular, but a mm-hmm. police officer yeah. drives around, waits for someone to blow a stop sign, yeah. waits for someone to to do a U-turn in the wrong spot, and then hands them out a ticket. And I think that's <laughs> their perception. But yeah. from my experience, you guys show up to to other places too, and yeah. Not from yeah. my experience. I don't know how, like emotionally, how do you, you know, how do you deal with that? Yeah, and then that's that's a good question, right? And there's a lot of people that deal with it better than others. Um, a lot of mental health issues, obviously, within within different individuals. But the fact is that, yeah, you have to ha- find that happy medium balance between being able to deal with it, being able to be emotional about it, and then detaching from it, right? Yeah. If you detach too much, there can be other problems. And if you get too emotional, then that can other other avenues as as far as mental health too right um so i don't know it's for me it was it was easier to detach before like so my my brother lost two of his daughters 2021 uh in a car accident right so that day i was actually at work that day um and i'll never ever get this out of my head so basically when you go do a notification, shared your experience with that as well. Yeah. When you do a notification, it's a it's one of the worst things you can possibly do. Um, because no matter what, you don't know what they're going through. You try to put yourself there. Yeah. You want to show them, but you don't know where it is, and they tell some of their loved ones passed away yeah. straight to their face is one of the worst things in the world. And so now I'm at work as a police officer. And my brother Dwayne calls me once. I'm talking to a, a coworker at the time. And he calls me once and I, I ignore it. My brothers don't call me very often. I don't call my brothers very often. He calls me again. And I pick up. And Dwayne's voice is completely different. John, Sophie and Acacia. Accident paused and he's like and they're both dead oof and my life 
from that point completely changed to hear my brother say that about his girls was was something that just that loop those exact words the exact loop of those words the phone call to seeing his name on my phone yeah to going through it and to hearing that it's just something you can never never take out have in mind and that crushed me at the time and it was it was pain for me as far as like emotions when you're there but you're him i couldn't even like when you have kids you're gonna start understanding that the, the difference of that is like well even nieces from my uh, my perspective yeah. like you're talking a story to a story about nieces i have uh three nieces and uh even to think of it you know they're not, they're not my kids yeah. yeah but i can only imagine like how how old would they have been yeah so 17 they're young yeah so they're young right so it's that was that to hear his pain and he was on the scene he was on the scene of this accident right see was he involved in it as no, well no so they were on their way to uh their sister's wedding shower actually yeah. at my sister's house they were on their way sanford 75 highway there and uh and he would him and his wife were also when they were in separate he was on his motorbike went um he actually passed the scene before and filled up at the flying j there uh, filled up gas and gone and tried texting her daughter then that was an accident so then Dwayne got to the shower and she's got to go back there all this they were so then he goes back and hold yeah so he's got to get that in there so he's on the scene getting the information yeah Yeah. and i think to me like how did you handle that like getting that phone call it was horrible it was absolutely horrible i i felt it was for him it was for him and his wife and their kids that i felt the pain I've always going through divorce. Divorce is, a, especially divorce with kids, is a horrible experience. Yeah, it takes you down a completely different avenue. And I've always preached my whole entire life, and that's where it started to be like, put yourself in these situations, put your brain in a spot where you have to do these extremely tough things, because over time you build that mental strength to be able to deal with horrible tragedies. Yeah, and I've st- I still believe that. I push that. And I've told my family that. I'm like, listen. We have this amazing life. This is where we have to go. This is what we have to practice. This is where why I do these things that are challenges. Why I do the ultra marathon? Yeah. This is why I do that. This is why I put myself in a spot where I'm completely uncomfortable. Because when news comes like that, I think your brain is developed a little bit differently to deal with things like that. Yeah. And I started doing that just for my work and from my divorce and mm-hmm. pain from feeling guilt and different kiddos, right? Yeah. Um. So my pain was a lot was towards him family right so that was that was my biggest that was my biggest thing um and then yeah so we left i left work picked up my my wife and we went to this there and then obviously family but from that point forward i've had more of an understanding when i do notification to work not as like i know what they're going through and i i got notified by my brother not by a police officer um but yeah so now i have an understanding of that pretty incredible like for him to even have the 
you know, compliment to him for even having the peace of mind uh, as, as much of, I'm sure, of peace as he had in that moment to give you a call and be like, this, this is what's going on, this and this and this. Like, that, that's a dad of, of kids. It's not, a, it's not a cousin. That's not a, uh, a third party. It's the dad <laughs> of the kids yeah. um, communicating what he just got communicated to, to, to his brother. Like, that is, that's, that's insane. I can't say enough good things. Uh, he's worked in missions, yeah, Rosa River Bible Camp. He's been director there, and remember, <laughs> and he, uh, the day after this happened, uh, I think it was a, I think it was a day after he was, and I watched it. The words he said, whereas, don't waste your, hmm. don't waste your days. Okay, so he wasn't meaning it in the sense of don't don't say sorry to me, don't feel bad for me. He was saying yeah. it in the way of, hey, they they you know this was cut short over here. Don't don't waste it. We're sitting here, and I do the same thing. I worry about stupid things, mm-hmm. about trying to make people happy mm-hmm. in a different way where it might hurt them actually. Whereas that's not what it's about. <laughs> Right? Don't waste your breath on things that don't matter. We get so upset about things that really in this world are not a big deal. Right? Yeah. To me, it's really focused my journey on the role of my emotions. Able to see, talk to someone, and really tell them what I feel, how I feel. You know, we've all been in a situation where you're driving along and someone cuts you off, react. <laughs> or someone says something to you you don't like, yeah. you react. Yeah. Right. Um, to be able to stop for a second and say, okay, mm-hmm. this person cuts me off or this person does it, show that ultimate control and say, it's fine. I'm going to deal with it this specific way instead of showing a reaction. Yeah. You get in an argument with a coworker, anything else like that. The most powerful thing to me is be able to control your emotions and actually dictate what you're going to say me is a real a real change in my journey how seeing that him is that every single encounter you have with someone i could leave here right now this is the last time i ever see you yeah right every single time you say something to someone is that the last thing they hear from you if it's a gym interaction if it's work interaction if it's your spouse um after remember this could be the last thing i ever see that what have I done to leave a legacy in this world? Yeah. And will I, will my family, will my kids be proud of it um, when they talk about me? It's, yeah. it's not going to be a podcast. This podcast is an amazing thing. And, yeah. and I hope it grows to wherever it wants to go. Yeah. But in the end, it's Kelly. What, you know, what did he care? What did he, who did he influence? And in what way? That's the real yeah that's that's way bigger than than the individual yeah it's, uh yeah that's man and yeah it is it's true <laughs> and one thing from like i and i've you know a little bit of my story uh like my sister passing away when I was younger yep. and uh i give I give you guys credit in terms of that kind of stuff I know selfishly um going through that situation, I remember the police showing up at that mm. situation mm. and uh 
and being there and and kind of going through that experience and remember the the police being there and thinking to myself uh i hope they remember this you know in the selfishly yeah, yeah. you know you're sitting there you're you're thinking you see this person you you're, you're in your sadness you're in your sorrow and seeing this and the experience was great with with the people around that were helping yeah, yeah. but there's a side of you that's like i hope they don't forget this so kind of selfishly yeah, yeah which i imagine you know you have your own experience mm-hmm. to fight through and then now you're also showing up to these other experiences with this perspective of of what you've gone through that like yeah. that must i can only imagine what that feels like yeah it's i mean it, it's helped me yeah. but it doesn't it, i don't think anything will make it better or worse right because tell people that they're all everyone's reactions are different people that want to fight you there's people that want to hug you there's people that don't, don't believe it but it's all different yeah. and yeah. it's all just uh in concept of how they're going to react to it so it has definitely changed my own yeah 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 and yeah that's how old were you when that would that happen uh man i must uh i remember where i was i'm trying to think of the age wise so i was at the gym uh working out with you you know i'm kurt miller yeah oh yeah also you were so it was you were uh older already yeah so i must have been nine i must have been 20 maybe because or oh man it was early 20s and uh i remember we were we were squatting and i got a phone call and uh, I think it was my mom mm. or my my auntie, and I hardly remember. And they're just like, uh, "Your sister passed away." Mm-hmm. It was it was in the evening, and I'm just like, "What?" Like your sister passed away. They didn't say come home. They didn't say anything. It's just kind of yeah. that was it. I, and I I think I don't know if I gave them the chance to. Yeah. I hung up the phone, grabbed my stuff, yeah. hopped in the car, drove home. And I yeah. remember I got there, and I I got there, and things were going on. The police were already there. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were doing stuff. I think the paramedics or ambulance was there yeah. and, and stuff going on. And I remember I just walked to the bathroom and I just sat on the floor. It was one of those things. I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know what to do. Yeah. And yeah, you sit there and you're you're sitting there. And I remember Kurt texted me. He's like, uh, Are we still training legs? Like he, he had no idea. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I just left yeah. and I. Oh man. I think I responded, but uh, whatever the response was, if if I did respond, it wouldn't have been something that would would have helped him have uh, peace oh, of mind. Oh yeah, for sure um but yeah i remember i remember that uh the situations leading up to it um it almost felt like one of those things where you're like well um i wish it didn't happen this way Mm -hmm. but i can see what happened and and different things and um you talking about head injuries and stuff like that a lot of it uh stemmed from that stuff which now I hear, you know, even your head injury when you were younger, I hear about that stuff and it scares the crap out of me. Yeah, man. Because um, yeah. that was a lot of what, what had stemmed, like what had brought that up. Uh-huh. But it was like that that bittersweet feeling of, you know, a lot different than your brother's experience. Yeah. Um, similar, you know, you're, you're losing someone. Yeah. But it's that bittersweet feeling of like this person is struggling. Mm-hmm. They're, they're fighting every day. They're, yeah. they're trying. They're yeah. not always being the best person like yeah. that you know they are. Yeah. And then almost that that fight comes to an end, mm. and you're like, just yeah. it kills me a little bit inside. Yeah. Um, at that time, I felt like, okay, at least she doesn't have to fight anymore. At least you know whatever she's fighting, she doesn't have to. Yeah. Um, now looking back on it, I I don't think that so much. I wish there was like your story. There's redemption. Yeah. I don't think anybody's yeah. done. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. you're struggling, but you're not done. You're yeah. not out. Yeah, you're still here. 
absolutely like looking back at that time i was just like oh she's you know that classic yep. the piece yep. like yep. well it didn't have to be if you know if that if it that brings both. comfort at the time too right yeah 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 and it's uh yeah but there's uh there's redemption in every story if if you allow for it in this situation and there isn't so yeah. that's now that's what kind of eats me up inside yeah. is uh yeah. yeah and she was she was very good at different things yeah. she was naturally good yeah. uh naturally smart naturally mm. talented at sports which me and my other sister aren't so much <laughs> uh i'm not not the smartest guy and not the most <laughs> gifted in sports and stuff i have yeah. to work really hard yeah. for those different things yeah. which i don't mind anymore but back then it was almost like the feeling of like oh man it's almost like the wrong one is gone oh yeah you know oh, yeah. not yeah. that i want my other sister to be gone that's, <laughs> that'd be terrible but yeah there's I'll a feeling be. inside hey this person yeah. had all the potential yeah. from from a little brother's perspective yeah looking up and you're like dang why why is that hard to potential? understand that right yeah that's especially yeah well thanks for sharing that that's <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, didn't expect me to ask <laughs> you the question there hey yeah it's or that's that. yeah man i almost I almost cried during your story. Yeah. And now I almost <laughs> cried during my story. Jeez. But I think it's to go through these things, dude. I appreciate you being honest with us. It shows too what's important. It gives you drive. Oh yeah. Like if if you can't refocus on on that and say, okay, this is the end of the chapter here. Now what can I do to lead up that legacy? What can I make a change to to go down this path? Where can I make it make it more challenging that I can get through these? I can. I can conquer that right? i can i can make this life worth the breath exactly you know? yeah it's, it's i think that was great like what you, what your brother said there what you repeated was yeah. it's like now it's how much does that little shit that you worry about that uh, doesn't affect anybody that doesn't make your relationship better with your family that doesn't you know enhance the experiences you have with people in yeah. public like you're saying how much does that really matter it's and it's crazy. You can we all work in different environments, but I can go to work and there can be a couple negative people, even one negative person, and mm -hmm. within hours you can slip into that. Mm -hmm. With like within minutes you can slip into either talking about someone else or doing this or it's insane how quickly our minds refocus on something like that. Whereas if you constantly give yourself the ability, um, train yourself. You know, like. It, like we were talking, it's podcasts give motivation, right? Yeah. Uh, the Andy Frisella, David Goggins, yeah. the Jocko Willings, the Cameron Haynes. Yeah. They give um, motivation. Motivation helps for a small amount of time. I used to be all like, you know, motivation's great, but I would never have structure. I would never have the structure to forward. Yeah. I would have to pull up a motivational clip and be like, okay, I'm motivated again. Yeah. And it would fall. Okay, I'm positive. It would fall. You know, and I could slip into the negative so fast. Um, whereas I started to realize like motivation can maybe help you develop those patterns and those systems and those habits mm -hmm. um, to be dedicated into doing something. So if it was like you use motivation to get up and have a cold shower every single morning, that's one step, right? If you use the motivation to now run a mile a day, that's one step. But it's continuing those habits every single day that actually gets you to this place you would yeah people awesome. ask me all the time like oh you know what i want to i want to get in shape i want to do this this is my goal um they've never dieted they've never drank four liters of water yeah <laughs> they, they've never ran 
And it's always like, you know, I'm going to start the carnivore diet and I'm going to lose 40 pounds and I'm going to do this or whatever it is. And we're going to start keto. And they go all in on a whole bunch of different things. Yep. And within two weeks, they're done. Yep. And it's like, listen, like you're motivated to do this, but when you actually don't put a system in, I, now my goal is to tell people, start with one thing. One thing, yes. Start with one thing and do that thing into, until it's normal. Yep. And you don't, and then it won't, it won't feel like you're affecting your whole entire life by changing one thing. Once that thing's conquered, add another thing. Yeah. And you're, it's, it's, you're, I mean, the stories you've told is a perfect example of like 40 pounds in two months, one month, whatever you do it in is awesome. But I think a lot of the conversation we've had so far hasn't been based around, I won first place in a bodybuilding competition. I placed third place here. It was this story, this experience, this thing, 40 pounds in, in two months is it's, that's cool, but you're also missing out on all of that good experience, all of that good stuff that gets packed in between when that motivation fails. And then when you get to the end of it, well, it's such a short time period with such little experiences. The next person who comes up to you, how much motivation do you have to give them at that point? Then? 100%. Like, yeah. And it's, you skip all of it. Absolutely. And you're not, you're not building any, any habits. Yeah. You're not, you're doing something. And I, I'll give my wife another plug in this one. She laugh and see, I told you so. <laughs> it's, it's always fun. like moderation. She's always mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, she's never dieted. She's never done anything. She, she's in great shape. She's a good athlete. Moderation. That's been her thing. She's a bit gifted or whatever. So, <laughs> is, do everything within moderation. We and have to work a little harder. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have to work harder. Yeah. But, but it's like, like, take something and do it in moderation. Mm-hmm. And then that's one thing. I mean, you're obviously a lot more educated as far as like nutrition and fitness and stuff goes. But is my opinion is you take something and do it in moderation, build on it, you build on it, build on it. And mental health, now has been my big advocate of it, is same thing with mental health. You know, don't be comfortable. Don't ever be comfortable. Right, put yourself in a spot where you're extremely uncomfortable, but maybe try that one thing. Right, do your ice bath if you have to. Yeah. Um, do that mile run every single day. There's no question about it. It's the gym every single day. Yeah. Or even instead of eating whole pizza, have four pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is you're doing, take little pieces of it and then move from there. And it's a game changer, that's for sure. Well, I think you said right at the start of the sentence too do it in moderation. And I think lots of people, you know, they, they maybe hear the moderation. They don't always, they're like, yeah, I can, I can do that. But they forget the the two words that ha- happened before the moderation part. Yeah. And that's the do it part. Yeah. yeah. Um, which sounds really corny. It almost feeds into, you know, something you see on a, a bathroom wall in a gym with a, with a spaceship <laughs> going by, but it's really, it's, it's true. It's, yeah. and I think it applies not just, just to working out. It's every habit, every experience you have, yep. you have to do it. Um, and you, you're gonna fail and you're gonna not succeed, but you're going to get an experience and a perspective. And if you don't, like, I think we talked about this. If you don't do it, you don't learn. You don't learn. And man, failing. You're not failing. You're not doing the right thing. Yeah. Like to me, that's how I see it as you're not putting yourself in situations that give you the ability to you're being safe, playing it easy. Uh, winning is amazing. Winning can be everything. But to win at things that you're not good at, 
that's an experience that most people don't experience. Yeah. Um, failing, you learn. Learn way more <laughs> out of failing in every single aspect than you do winning. Yeah, you, you grow. 100%. So that's, to me, I strive to fail in a certain way. Yeah. And because you put yourselves in there. And then from there, every time you notice, every time you have a setback, every time you fail, things get better. Mm-hmm. You grow from it. Things grow exponentially. To if it's a money situation or investment mm-hmm. or physique or fitness or jujitsu. Man, I remember going to my first jujitsu class, being this fit guy, like, and you know, I thought I could fight. Yeah. And jujitsu was a totally different thing. <laughs> I, I would have a 150 pounder like walk circles around me and, and literally they can kill you with their hands. Like it's, oh, it's not like, yeah. yeah, like it's, you would never think it. If you've never done it, you would be like, oh, I don't know. Like these, yeah. these dudes, these dudes rolling around with each other wrestling. It's like different, how much, eh? Man. And it was so humbling for me. And that's kind of where the journey is now with jujitsu is, is getting to a point where you can be that, that and yep. vulnerable because there's always guys that are a lot smaller than you. You know, bodybuildings lift more weight, look better, plain and simple. Yep, totally different game. You can see someone walking down the street that's 150 pounds, and they could literally kill you with your hands in like 40 seconds. It's yeah, a terrifying, crazy. terrifying thing to think, man. Which is true. <laughs> yeah, and which is kind of like you're saying the the fight things too you almost have to be careful now you know you go into a bar you you drink too much and from your perspective as a cop you're like hey i'm trying to de-escalate this probably more people should should think about that too because you don't know who uh who you're running into yeah. uh that can all of a sudden yeah you have no idea yeah like some inhibition and uh some yeah. alcohol mixed in yeah and it's world. normally the guys that are quiet right the guys that don't the, the legit fighters they don't have to be yeah, Boise. They don't have to say how tough they are. They'll sit there and be quiet, and someone pick on the wrong person, and that's where it is. And so it's that's where it shows. And that's kind of where my martial arts journey too was important to me. It really taught you respect. Oh yeah, respect I, to other people because you know how dangerous they can be. So that was that was kind of I, I like that. Yeah, it's probably sure. a mutual, almost a mutual oh, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, looking like with that experience of the the humbleness from that jujitsu, you know, you've gone into these different practices. My world is is the gym. Yeah, uh, yeah good. A lot of what I do is the gym. It's my job. Yep. Um, doing the podcast, doing the YouTube stuff. That that's the side of things I like really like. The fitness yeah. thing is like I do it each day, yep. and it's just part of life as it is. But there's more to life. I think you've presented that too. Um, you looking from the outside now a little bit. The fitness culture, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh, what's your thoughts there? I know, like for me, sometimes it gets a little bit uh, gets a little bit tough because I, I think people get wrapped into it a little mm. bit. Yep, becomes who they are. But yep. what I <laughs> it's funny you ask that because I come home and I I tell my wife I'm like, man, like you should see all these kids at the gym now. They're they're all like wearing these these tank tops or this or that, yeah. and they're all you know bigger than me <laughs> yeah. but it's all about like i'm big i'm flexing the mirror uh this is what it is and it's really just that body image mm-hmm. men female doesn't matter what it is and she's like well you have to remember that was you and, and, so yeah, I, and me it humbles, yeah so it humbles <laughs> me right off the bat being like understood yeah <laughs> that was me but it's uh i think for me now fitness is 
is still very important. Yeah. Uh, healthy, healthy body, healthy mind. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a strong connection between the both of them. But I also think that people need to have more fun with it. Yeah. Right? Like the younger generation, see these guys, 16 years old, getting on gear, uh, taking supplements when they don't need supplements at that age definitely <laughs> yeah um and they're they have these personas and it's like i need to be tougher than this person i need to be bigger than this person and i go into the gym and i have you know, i have people looking at me like you can obviously feel it you can see it being yeah. like they're bigger and i and it's awesome yeah it's great and back in the day i would have never it was always competition always like and you get to a point of where like me fitness now is more like my lifestyle I'm obviously getting older, but uh, it's showing people too what you can do with that, mm. right? I, I at every single chance I get, I I go up to people at gym and I talk to them. How are you doing? Yeah, where it's at. If they want advice, cool. Most of them don't. Yeah, because I said they're bigger than me. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, that's where it's really changed. Um, I I absolutely love it, but it's more so now of like you need to enjoy it for longevity. Yeah, right because. That's the goal. That mirror is only going to present yeah. a beautiful picture for so long. <laughs> yeah. As beautiful as you want to think, exactly. think like the person looking back at you. And yeah. I don't think, uh, yeah, and the, the thing of saying, hey, how's it going? Uh, it doesn't matter if you bench press 400 pounds or you bench press the bar. Um, it's crazy to think that you can, you can ask that question regardless of how much is uh is on that bar or, or how good the person looking back at you in the mirror is um which yeah i wish like uh dealing with people in here and dealing with uh, quite a bit on the social media side um for the young guys and i wish i would have done this earlier too is i wish i would have developed who i was a little bit more before i started to pretend I was someone else before I would start to pretend I was this guy or, you know, wanted to be this person in terms of the fitness stuff. Yeah. And I was just duplicating, duplicating what I seen. I wasn't developing any character. I was simply advertising or um, promoting something that that's all was already there. Yeah. 100%. You know, no one's going to, that, that person is there yep. that, that yep. you can look up to them, but you're not Arnold is Arnold. <laughs> the new guy yeah. chris bombstead is chris bombstead 100 um yeah if i i'm not gonna be him and if i try to be him i'm gonna be a lesser version of him yep. so you're almost devaluing the person you are and i think you can attest to this too there's so many good people in uh, in gyms and i'm sure jujitsu and all these places like people who have crazy personalities like yep. and i mean that in a good way where they get kind of muffled by trying to be a, someone that that's less than what they they actually really are inside or is equal to what they are inside. One thousand percent. And I fell into that hard. Like, oh, I talked about my social media. I talked yeah. about me being, you know, this this figure, whatever it was. And yeah, I fell into it hard. And only now after being through all of it is I realized, you know, a big goal and I and I want to encourage younger generations like guys is see someone that's uncomfortable in the gym. I can't I can't imagine how they feel. He's someone that's never worked out before. Who's there? He, yeah, who's there, who's pushing. You know, I was always so selfish and not understanding. I would see someone that might be overweight yeah. out walking. And I, I would be like, hmm. they're out walking. Yeah. Like, give, me, give me a break. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. You know, we don't know what that person's gone through. 
yeah. you see someone at the gym for the first time and they're skinny or they have a sweater on or you can see they're uncomfortable, go talk to them. Yeah. Go encourage them and say, hey, listen, my name's John Gertson. If you ever have any questions, not saying I know anything better than you, yeah. I'm very open to talk to you. Even if I'm you want to tell me whatever, how your day is. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. And I think if we start building that culture and saying like, hey, listen, be open about it. Yeah. This, this isn't... This isn't something that you have to go there and, and show how much you are. Yeah. It's like, and I, I, I truly think it takes years of understanding to see that. Yeah. Um, because you have to be able to drop your ego and be vulnerable. Um, well, and I, I don't think like it's, it's something that you just have to learn. I think. Yeah. And I, I am uh, very lucky. Um, I know you said you did say that you did that in the past, like the macho thing. Uh, and I'm not just, I'm not just pumping your tires here and I'm going to mention other people too, but yeah. I did get the experience of walking into a gym with um, guys in particular yeah. that showed me an example. Then that, that was different than what I thought I should mm. be. Uh, you mm. being one of them. I remember going into a bigger public gym setting from yeah. what I was used to. Yeah. And uh, I remember you actually helping me out with a couple things mm. and saying, Hey, try this. Hey, what yeah. do you think of this? Uh, which was an awesome experience. Yep. So that's one. And from my perspective with that experience, it was like that respect of like, one, this person had enough interest in what I'm doing mm. to, to invest in me for even that brief moment. Mm. And two, watching after the experience of like, hey, how is this person interacting? Mm. Was also positive where I got to say, man, I, I'd kind of like to be more like that. Mm. Another individual being uh, Kurt, Kurt Miller, who oh, you know man. as well. Awesome. Um, yeah. Who again is just not a bad thing to say. Not a bad thing to yeah. say in the gym. Yeah. Um, has his things that he likes doing. Yeah. Has his personality. Yeah. Um, but goes in there and it isn't isn't above anybody. Oh. And oh. also was really good, especially when I was a young guy. And maybe <laughs> subtly reminding me of like, I think I think even you did this in in that perspective too of of asking questions that weren't telling me how dumb I was. Mm but saying, Hey, there's another way to do this that you're going to get a lot more respect doing, and you're going to feel a lot more self-respect mm. maybe going that way. Um, which again, maybe it's just experience that brings that on, but I'm very glad that those were my experiences. Well, I think it is experience, but I think some people get it sooner. Cause some people listen to what other people. Right? Mm. I, I had it in front of me a whole life. I wasn't willing to see it and it. Um, I got sucked into things that I wanted, selfishness, whatever else it was. But I have to be able to see that. Like you said, you know, you are, when I was your age, you're so much further than I was as far as like understanding all that stuff. <laughs> you <laughs> are, because you're learning. That. You're talking to people, you're learning. Whereas like for me, it was like, yeah, I want to be 4% body fat and 222 pounds. Yeah. And this is my goal. This is what I want, right? Me, 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 me. Whereas like, yeah, if, if you can, if these younger generations have the ability to learn more, which they do, there's podcasts, there's positive things on Instagram, there's yeah. positive things on positive, positive things on Twitter. Yeah. I don't, I, I think I have one Twitter follower. I don't I, open Twitter. Yeah, but... I, don't, I don't have Twitter. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting too old for yeah. that. But it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of avenues. With everything being so negative, people actually do want to be positive. Yeah. It's just who you follow. Yeah. It's, it's what you put in your head. It's there now. It's there, man. And, and this world does strive for it. Mm -hmm. And it's just what you want to see. You want to see all the negative. You want to see all the BS that's happening. You're going to focus on it. Mm -hmm. But we are pushing and we are striving to have that positive influence. And it's contagious. 
it's that's the whole goal is it's contagious and share your feelings with other people that are real yeah and you want them to take that away and say hey listen this is a good interaction and, and i can learn from it so i think people are like i'm gonna use two words uh starving or dying mm. yeah or that you know they're they're seeking that i think of um me being going you know the situation that happened with my sister earlier yep. or someone like uh even even yourself going through the yep. situation your brother went through what if the change you're making now after that is stepping into the gym mm. and you have walmart sneakers on a pair of old sweatpants <laughs> a dirty hoodie yeah. and this is your first day and as a person who's going to the gym what what you know like you said, you don't know that person's experience. That could be where this person, that's their first day stepping to the yeah. gym after this situation happened. Or maybe they, they were abused as a kid and they're trying to take, take that. This is their, their step forward. And uh, how do you want that interaction to go with that individual? Like, Absolutely. I think as a young guy, that's really tough to see, but you, maybe it's good to be reminded of, of that. It is. And think of it this way. That person's your environment. Yes. That person's probably better at a hundred things than you are, <laughs> yes. you, but you're not in their environment. Yes. That person might be the best Call of Duty player in the freaking world. Yep. Right. That's where they're comfortable, but they decided to take that step, get out of there and go into your environment to be uncomfortable. Yep. Think of it that way. So you get a bunch of muscle heads. There's six, seven big dudes in the gym and you see this person coming to the gym that's smaller stature, that's, that's nervous, that's out of their area. Yeah. That person's got way more, way more strength than you do because they actually did it. Yeah. What are you, you're in your comfortable spot. Yeah. You're not doing anything that's, that's challenging you. You're not. Yeah. You're in your comfortable spot. This is what you're good at. Air conditioning's on. Air conditioning's on. This is what I'm, this is what I feel good at. You yeah. know, this other person comes in here and now you look at them and be like, Pfft. but they're actually the ones that are doing better than you because they're in this spot. Yeah. You go up to them and ask them, hey, what are you, what are you the best at? Man, I'm, I'm amazing at math. Yeah. You're going to go sit in their spot and do a math quiz with them because you're going you're gonna to feel like a moron. Yeah. Right? So if you think of it in those realms, it, they're putting themselves in a spot that you never might. Right? So always think of it that way. What can I do? Share it with this person to make him better because if I turn the tables and go where he's most comfortable or she's yeah. most comfortable, that's when it's a real test. And do you think those challenges, uh, ch I'm going to say challenges, yeah. um, the, the things that you're undertaking now uh, give you that perspective, like yes. make you respect that in terms of like you're almost running that 50K um, through Spruce Woods. You were the guy who's first, you're stepping into the gym for the first time while this guy's running by you and having a full conversation. Yeah. Like, do you, and obviously that's a, that was a good experience for you. Yeah. Like this guy sounded awesome. Amazing. And uh, now it, you've just undertaken more and more. Do you think that gave you, I, I can't see it not, but do you think that gave you that perspective of like having, uh, you know, a certain bit of respect for that person who's, oh man, who's, how, however small it is, getting out of their comfort zone to improve who that, who they are as a person? Absolutely. It's, it made me want to strive to do the things that I, yeah. It makes me want to learn, learn something that I'm, and that I'm weak at because when you do things that you're weak at, you get, every time you get humbled, grow stronger mm -hmm. every time you grow stronger you can with someone else and you just pass it on tenfold from there so really if, if you 
go out of this podcast today and say, you know what, today I'm going to do something that makes me. Yeah. Today I'm going to go make a contact with that one person in the grocery store that normally I would think like, man, that person just like, yeah. or man, that person's not as, as gifted as, you know, man, that's someone I would never talk to. You do stuff like that. That's where you start to say, this is cool. I can make an impact. I can move forward. Yeah, anything, I strongly encourage you, anything that's going to, at 50K, man, I wasn't a runner, yeah. right? 75 hard. Yeah. Kickboxing. Taekwondo, jiu-jitsu was one of the biz, biggest examples of, I only got into jiu-jitsu, it's going to be two years in August. Um, I had some background with mixed martial arts as far as that, but I was such a rookie. Yeah. And I was humbled all the time. Did you want to quit at all in any of these things? Like, was there moments of no. like, I'm going to give this up or was no. it, I'm going to figure this out? No, I'm going to. Where do you think you got that from? Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure. So that's a very good question. I think it's part of it is, uh, is, is people didn't believe me in a lot of different, right? People that could become a cop. People didn't believe I could have a good second marriage. People didn't believe this or people didn't believe I could do bodybuilding. People didn't, believe, you know, I think a part of that is, man, I got a shiver. Yeah. There's no, that's, yeah, that's there, sweet, there's man. no quit. Yeah. There's no option to quit. As soon as you give your mind the ability to quit, yeah. as soon as you see two years down the road and you try to understand it, you're quitting. Mm-hmm. But if you go into the gym one day, if you go into jujitsu one day and you say, I will get through this hour and a half class, I will get through this workout, I will get through this mental challenge I'm going through, this divorce, this mm-hmm. family member dying, it's one day, one step, if you focus on it like that and say there is no option for me to quit, yeah, that's when the true strength comes. It's the people that see, I want to be a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Jeez, that's 10 to 15 years. Yeah. And, and you start focusing on that, you're going to have a couple bad classes and you'll be like, this is impossible. Yeah, because right? 10 to 15 years for the brain for a, a brain to comprehend that is is insane. Totally different, right? Like that's like, that's so far out there. Yeah. Like it's I think I think a lot of people, their brains work on almost down three to six months. Yeah. You know, cycles yep. where 15 years, if you're, if you're thinking of that, then it's, that's going to be tough. It's something you can't, and you know, there's, so you answer your question is no, I never, uh, it's awesome, I don't man. think about doing that 50 K doing 75 hard, uh, doing jujitsu, doing whatever it is. Um, there is no choice. Just no option. There's no option. Don't give yourself that option. Um, and if you fail for some reason, mm-hmm. then you deal with that but there's no option quitting. Yeah, that failure, like you said earlier, is now you're going to learn. You're going to have that experience. Okay, get back on the horse. How do we, uh, how do, we do yeah. that? Man, I tore, I tore my groin right off. Um, How's it feel now? Year, oh. Like, man, it's what, eight months ago? You're just a telling me ago? stories that are yeah, really giving yeah, me something no, no, out, like, I, I tore it right, right off. off. I was sparring in jiu-jitsu. And, uh, and Steve, the guy I work with, you know yeah, Steve? Yeah. yeah. Uh, just one move. Um he was passing my guard. I was on the bottom and, and like you could hear it across the whole gym, just pop. And it was, it was devastating. I was off work, obviously can't walk, right? Yeah. Uh, off work for months, but it was never of, well, I have to quit. Hmm? No. But what's next? Where are we going? Like what you, they say you, you shouldn't 
this and this. Well, yep. is that a normal thing? Or is this what you're telling me to do? Yeah. It was never like, oh, I can't do jiu-jitsu again. What was the recovery like for that? Like, are you still working with it at all? Or is it oh, pretty I can still feel it. I'm weaker. I'm weaker on my left side. But, oh, I, I feel like it helped me change. Yeah. It changed my jiu-jitsu game. Uh, it changed my exercise game. Right? I do a ton more mobility stuff. Yeah. Because, like I said, it, it, was, it was because I wasn't super flexible at the time that that's why it happened and you're trying to get into these positions and totally and that muscle there's only a certain amount of extension it can go yeah and then it's done right so yeah no it, it was great it was a blessing and that would have uh i think a lot of times from from my position having a couple injuries when i was younger uh, there's certain things that you want to you want to drop and there's certain things that you ref- sometimes maybe you should for a little bit but you you refuse you're like hey i'm th- this is this is not done yeah. in in some yeah. aspect i'm now now my mission has changed now (laughs) maybe it's not be the best person at jujitsu or you know move up belts Uh, i think jujitsu has belts right yeah move move up belts now it's hey i'm gonna come back and and once i come back once i get get in there day after day watch me get that belt too um that next belt yeah and watch me succeed it's not just coming back yeah that's what can you do man there was there i still think this there was people that that quit or stopped going as much of my injury oh really because it's an impact they see it they see people getting hurt like well i can't i can't get hurt doing this yeah so i'm not gonna do it and i've had people i work with whatever it's going jujitsu is bad you shouldn't do jujitsu jujitsu hurts people there's always injuries what's living yeah life is full of pain full of it you know i see people get injured slipping on ice yeah and you know hurting this hurting that and to me it's just i have to keep I have to keep yeah you can't you can't stop i mean you got you got one of these and uh you know for the fear of pain we're always going to have pain yep. there's always pain whether it's emotional or physical okay. uh the idea of being out of pain is just i don't think it's realistic um i think it goes right along with the idea of always being happy mm. you're not mm. one you're not always going to be happy but sometimes you are and two you're not always going to be in pain but sometimes you are <laughs> And it's, I think those go hand in hand. Yeah. I think some people are always seeking that, that uh, happiness, forgetting that it's temporary. Yep. And some people are always seeking to avoid that pain, mm. forgetting that it's temporary. Good. Yeah. yeah. Makes total sense. That's, uh, yeah. and it's, yeah, yeah that's, uh, hang, that's growing. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. No. And it's, yeah, it's one of those things it's covered and good to go. And it's good. I'm glad yeah. it happened because it taught me a lot of, a lot of things. And you know that's that's pushing forward, right? Yeah. Going through different, and I've been blessed that my shoulders have held up. Yeah. I've always, I always had shoulder problems. They feel They've pretty good up. though. Yep. Um, cool. But because I'm training specifically for shoulder health. Yeah. For this, right? Yeah. So it definitely has changed with with getting older. Focused on. That's cool. Hey, one thing I did uh, I did want to touch on in this specifically, just because it's been such a a hot topic over the last few yeah. years. Um, yeah. Uh, you being a police officer and maybe you've covered some of this in this conversation already, but uh, as long as you're comfortable talking about it, of course, um, you know, like the past few years, cops have had a bad name to some people. Other people have, you know, really stood behind it, uh, you know, stood against it blindly, stood behind it blindly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it seems like there's not much in between me growing up as uh, in a small town, you know, all the police officers, you know, all the firefighters. So I think 
the perception I have is typically a good one. Mm. Um, but I don't know if that's everybody's perception. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know yeah. if you want to speak on that or. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's a topic that should be talked about more because I think it could be talked about in the right way. Yeah. The last couple of years have been different. Um, there's been different. Um, there was an individual that came up to me and said, you know, Warden cops are good, but these cops are And they don't, they have no idea. Because they don't know Morden compared to this city or yeah. that city. They don't understand that the city of Winkler or the city of Morden or Altona or Winnipeg or Minneapolis or New York or mm-hmm. Vancouver, they all have different scenarios. Winnipeg's going to have thousand use of force encounters compared to our one yeah right numbers are obviously different than that but per se those thousand encounters you're gonna have different video you're gonna have different stories you're gonna have small stories you're gonna have big stories you're gonna have reporting and all sorts and that's what people go off of yeah right whereas people think we're good here because we have to interact with with people less in that way yeah boggled my mind that that person had the the ability to say that to me and i completely disagree i said no like percentage of police officers that are out there wanting to do good is the majority yes <laughs> is absolutely the majority social media has changed things camera phones cell phones have yeah. changed things um everything and there are still the bad it doesn't matter what you go into. If you're nursing, doctor, policing, gym owner, mm-hmm. right? There are still people that are there maybe for the wrong reasons. But in all, right, it's it's people need to whole story um, and make their own opinion, right? Media's, media likes the story. Yeah, the, might the not one... Be the right, might not be the right one, right? Yeah. Might, but it's the story that gets the most feedback. So I think if you have an open mind at that, is that majority of them, of police officers, are there to do the right thing. That's where it's at. I, I actually tru- truly feel like training within services is getting better. Yeah. Um, right? Adding jujitsu, jujitsu within services across, across North America has skyrocketed as we see the importance of it. The control without physical force in certain situations. Um, I know our use of force program has become a lot better over the years. Roll things better, individuals better. We can escalate situations a lot better than we used to be able to. And I, I personally think around that getting better. Yeah. There has been situations that have happened in the last couple of years forever. Yeah. Forever. Right? It just hasn't been documented. The ability to document and get those negative things out. Yeah has really torn public a lot of ways. Yeah. Whereas like one video you hit send, it can be on seven different platforms in four seconds. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that's uh you know from from both playing both sides of it, do you think that's these these bad situations and I'm I thinking that's kind of what you're talking about is like these situations that you know the one in how many interactions that a police officer has you think that the bad ones have the, the opportunity's been there to improve because of those as much as you don't want a bad situation to happen or a bad apple 
it kind of spoiled the batch um has it kind of raised raised that standard quicker it it can in certain situations yeah um i can only speak for for our service okay um i i I know a lot of other people in different ones and i would say yeah overall learn from things that might have right yeah we all do um if it's a mistake if it's not a mistake i'm not there to judge on it yep um but we all learn from things that definitely go wrong and i mean in policing it's it's a tough thing because i give you an example of you have someone from um let's say biker gang in front of you mm-hmm. let's say it's a full patch member you see it um and they buy you a coffee behind they, they buy you a coffee that feels good yeah right you now see like man this is a positive thing you leave that parking lot and roll through a stop sign and you get stopped by the cops cop gives you a 105 dollar ticket yeah that's a negative thing right so it can be something that small where you go hey this person from an organized crime group is actually a pretty good person like who are these people saying that they're bad yeah right or they do like because that's your interaction. It's the only thing you might have ever had. Yeah. Whereas now you get stopped by a police officer, you get a ticket, you go, oh yeah, I've heard all these guys are jerks. I just got a ticket for doing this. It's confirmed. Right? It's confirmed. I guess, whereas you might not know that that stop sign or that red light, some kid might've been run over or something tragic might've happened in that area. And there, the officer's ability to explain that isn't there because can't yeah. or elsewhere is that that might be the Right. So if you keep in mind like that, it's like it depends on the interaction you have. Yeah. And you might have a bad one, but it's the ability to see past that. And so do you have people uh and again, if you don't want to touch on this, you don't have to, but do you have people in these situations who have that preconceived idea? Like let's say you pull me over, I I've had either um the experience you've just described mm-hmm. where one i got a ticket don't didn't think mm-hmm. i deserved it i'm a little pissed off i've watched a little bit of this news or mm-hmm. heard that thing or maybe they've had never had an experience and they've only heard these negative perspectives from other people mm-hmm. um do, do you run into that at times yeah like, this I, perception I, that's already just, been made about you just like everything else i think hatred what yeah right i think Teaching someone to hate. A lot of that's taught. Yeah. A majority of it. You'll see certain situations where over time dealing with them. Mm-hmm. And not saying that some people haven't had a bad experience. I understand that totally. But a lot of it's taught behavior. Yeah. And I mean, if my dad taught me that or are horrible, that that's a huge influence on my life. Yeah. Right? You start believing. Then you might have one one influence or one time with it with the uniform. People see that uniform and they see everyone is the same uniform. I've had people hate a uniform. I've never dealt with them before in life. But because you're wearing it. Because I'm wearing it, that's the and that's normal. Like, yeah. That's that's part of the job. That's normal to see all around. So I would say in that aspect, yeah, you you see a lot of people you're being audit or just knowing this is a normal thing to do. I've seen all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are bad people. I'm dealing with them in a negative light all the time. Normal. That's yeah. that's part of it. Um, and it just becomes one of those things where it's, they're not willing to see. Yeah. 
they they forget that the majority of what you're dealing with too as i think as a police officer is it's it's not fun scenarios not you're not pulling someone over because it's a good time yeah you're not going to this call because they're inviting you to the party that they're having <laughs> yeah or or that might be a party but you're there for other reasons yeah, right? yeah yeah or it's you know that um you know hopefully not but it's a tragedy or it's yep. it's violence whatever it is the majority of your scenarios aren't I, i'm gonna guess aren't likely super fun to go to yeah it, and it's i think i think that perception sometimes just hearing it um which i'm lucky i maybe it's the people I'm around, but typically those conversations don't happen to the extent that it, it may be social media and these places yep. make it seem to you. Yep. Um, so I'm lucky for that, but I think sometimes it's, that's forgotten. He's like, Hey, I'm not out to get you. I'd rather not be out getting you. Yep. I'd rather be, you know, uh, thinking about, Hey, when do I get off? How can I, yeah. I I'm, yeah. what, what's my wife making for supper? What's yeah. the guys at the, the yeah, shop doing kind of thing. 100%. Like, and I think it's it depends on where you want to put yourself, right? I can go through, um, on Instagram wherever it is, and I can, I can delete negative things, or I can add negative things. Mm-hmm. I can add positive things, or I can delete negative or positive things, right? Yeah. So it depends on what you want to fill your mind with. Same thing with people. If I have someone that I was friends with that pops or has a negative attitude, friends with you, yeah. Sorry, doesn't mean I I. Can't respect you in certain ways but i'm not going to have that mouth yeah so that's i think where a good point of that is you have to be able to determine who do you want to be with what do you want to fill your mind with you've made a decision that you don't want to constantly fill your mind with negative things yeah you still have a good outlook on these certain people yeah because you want that if you wanted to go the opposite way you could find a whole bunch of different things on the state police officer right but you I mean, you could probably even find negative things on firefighters, which is yeah, hard to find. Yeah, right? which like, is like those, those are the good like, guys yeah, in every scenario. Those are the heroes. Right? Saving cats and grandmas. <laughs> those, are the, and... those are the heroes. Yeah. So, so you guys you ever could... get jealous? Oh yeah. Oh no. You ever give them a hard yeah, time? I wish I could eat more and sleep more. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just show you. Yeah, you see the you see the firefighters license plate. You're yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, this man. guy's getting pulled over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Awesome. So it's it's the same thing, right? It's it's what you want to fill your mind with. Yeah. It goes in every aspect. Yeah. Is that and. And I, I, we've talked outside of this a little bit, um, but I'm just going to bring it up in here too, because I think your perspective on this was something I, I think I needed to hear, but from your perspective in a, in a job, the control aspect um, from all the things you're doing, um, kind of mentioned it in terms of uh, not myself, not having such a great day mm. and saying, Hey, uh, try this. I, I, I just want you to talk about that on camera. So then, uh, people can hear that too because I think I mean it helped me. So yeah. yeah so as far as like changing changing your uh, your outlook on things or like kind of what do you like can, when uh, when confronted in your situation with mm. hey this is not a good okay, situation yeah. or it's it's a situation that could lead to a video or uh, yeah, yeah. you know in policing and I mean outside of yeah. of policing yeah, as well. well. It's all the power of your ability to control what you your actions i a word coming out of my mouth can cause a fight mm-hmm. right actions of my posture cause a fight if you lose control that person like with everything yeah if i'm sitting here and i get angry with you you have the ability to get angry with me what you're going to say think about it respond something that's going to make 
better, feel worse, sad, feel angry, right? Same thing on the street. It doesn't matter where you are, what uniform you have on. It's the ability to control yourself, man. And we are all get emotional. There's people that get emotional for over absolutely anything. Yes. You see it all the time. It's like, speak first, think second. It's where we're going. They're, wa- right. they're almost waiting for that, that hit. Yeah, because yeah. that altercation is what gets them. Yeah. I'm going to be altercation. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to win in words. But when you don't need to win in words, yeah. I don't, if, if you, if you want to belittle me as far as words go, and I'm a confident, well, I don't care. Yeah, you're you're in control. Because I, of your I, I know exactly what I know about myself. Yeah, doesn't matter what you're gonna do, but if you don't, and if that person's egging you on, and you get to that spot, it's gonna lead you to something that you might not want to, right? So to me, that's the ultimate control. I go back to that over and over again, is because I've said things I shouldn't say because I fall into that realm all the time and I get emotional. Yeah. The ability to control that. And that's where it all starts as far as use of force, as far as police goes, as far as individuals' lives, as far as relationships. Um, you know, your wife lashes out on you yeah. or you lash out on your wife. That next response is where the whole thing's going to go. Yeah. Right, what are you going to say next? Yeah. Right. You stop and say, I love you. And go from there. Yeah. And you be on the street as far as a police officer and say, what happened? This is where I'm brain. They just did this to me. What's my next step? Yep. Logical. Slow it down. Think about what you're going to do. You can have that control. It goes from every single thing in life. Say, this is what I can do. Yeah. This is how I'm not going to react towards you. Right. Uh, so that's yeah. a big part. And I think that's powerful. And that's, uh, and I think we've talked about it a little bit during this podcast, but I know outside of this podcast, um, we've definitely talked about it. And I thought, man, that needs, I feel like more people need to hear that. I feel like I need to hear that, especially, um, you know, in certain mm-hmm. scenarios when you're trying new things yeah. and it yeah. feels like it's out of your control. Um, you still have control of you. Yeah. The, the scenario, maybe not. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I felt like, uh, I feel like, me in particular and, and other people who are maybe in similar positions yep. um, in terms of living, living in the world. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Kind of need to hear that perspective. I, I just think it's got lots of value. I think, yeah, I think what you're saying has tons of value. And it goes to everything. It goes to finances. You know, everything you can think of is your control, your next move is on you. Yeah. You don't, anything you get emotional about, normally comes out in the wrong way uh, it's a bit of a red flag it is yeah it is anything that you can't control right everything like struggles with audio yeah whatever it is yeah. right you get upset about it you're going with it but yeah. there is no control there yeah you, you can't change that if it's someone close to that passes away if it's something in a job think about it as far as this is what's happened every single step forward is in my control as far as it and if it's not in my control i can't do it yeah so if you start slowly breaking it down like that and working that into every single part of your life i think it can help you help you grow and it has helped me grow and i'm so far from from doing the right things all the time but it's it's one thing if you can think of it that way and really change how you interact with people yeah and it's trying yeah yeah it's it's the trying part or the, the trying to do it part that that matters yeah 
Um, speaking of that, speaking of doing it, what's next, John? Oh man, what's on the table next, man? I I oh, can't believe yeah. that you're just uh, sitting back and I don't know. just showing up to jujitsu every day, and that's <laughs> well, life is good. Yeah, I know. I wish it was every day. Um, I think what's next. As far as like uh, to challenge ourselves, my wife and I are doing um, the World Police and Fire Games coming to Winnipeg uh, this summer. So it's the second biggest event, sporting event in the world. Um, there's over 8,000 competitors coming to Winnipeg. Um, it's a Winnipeg's biggest or Manitoba's biggest sporting event. So we're going to be competing in jiu-jitsu. Um, and the World Police Fire Games is basically firefighters, police officers, corrections, sheriffs, uh, EMS, all... Everyone that's within that aspect of yep. it um, can compete, and uh, so we're excited for that. It's a, it's we get some intense individuals in there then oh, too, man. like people a similar there's, personality types to well, yourself. Oh, that there's there's some world class athletes that can be competing, and so it's Ooh. it's really nerve wracking, but it's good. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but it's good. And you said and your wife's going in it yeah, too. Yeah, we're both doing it together, so it's it's going to be quite the experience. Yeah, that's cool. So that's going to be a two day event uh, at the like. The whole games is more than two days, but okay. the jujitsu is two days at the convention center in Winnipeg. And what, so what's the date cool. for this? Um, it's end of July. It starts, I think July okay. 28th, it starts. Um, I think jujitsu is like the third and fourth, fourth and fifth okay. of, of August. So oh, August. Yeah. So this yeah. is a decently, like it, it runs for a while. I guess oh, if yeah. you have all these yeah, different, well, there's there are over 8,000 athletes. There's like 40 some or 40 some different events that people are competing in. Wow. So that's kind of our short term. Okay. Goal. Um, there's a couple different challenges as far as uh, we really want to try. Uh, it's called the four by four by forty eight. Okay. So you run four miles every four hours for forty eight hours. So yeah. <laughs> so it's it's awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, it's actually a Goggins thing. So that's okay. one of his. Yeah, that sounds of, like a Goggins yeah, one thing. of his challenges. That'd be kind of cool to try. I think yeah. we've we've talked about that a couple times. Um, that'd be really neat. There's another one. Uh, Birds Hill Park. I think it's this summer. It's a 24-hour race. So basically, you do a five-kilometer loop for 24 mm-hmm. hours and see how many laps you can do. So that's kind of that's, that's kind of cool. cool too. Yeah, and that's 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 something I'll suck at, right? Like mentally, yeah, that's great because I want to push through. But physically, gonna, yeah, physically, <laughs> it's going to be one of those challenges. So we'll see. Those are kind of short terms. As far as that, uh, I think my passion to teach is to help help guys girls get better at yeah. uh, at certain certain things if it's mental if it's within my work um that's that's a real big passion to try to lead and and you know, be better for other people so that they can learn uh and in turn they teach me i know yeah. a lot of it obviously and then yeah as far as like investments if real estate we do single family home stuff that we want to get more into um that i well i just there's things, there's other things you can do. I don't believe that just my career is going to be, yeah, especially uh, going to be good enough. Uh, your competitive drive. I can't see you, uh, you know, as a police officer, I imagine you get a salary and whatever else, but you still have things outside of that, that you can continue to grow and, and investing in, is, yeah. in real estate. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I, I, I actually enjoy it a lot. That's cool. Um, so that's something I think I want to push for. Obviously, I, I know I want to, so my yeah. long-term goal is to obviously get into that a lot more. Yep. Um, so I don't have to be up the rest of my life. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I think that's a big thing. It's, it's not like I don't want to 
right now. I yeah. still enjoy uh, parts of it, that's for sure. But I think that's more of my long term, and then just be a better husband, a better father, and that's cool. be a better example to everyone, right? So, well, from my perspective, I think, uh, and you can take what you want from this, but I think you know you, you had the Instagram page in the past um, <laughs> with maybe a and not as authentic image that you you didn't feel as as authentic, yeah. and then you had this individual come to you and help you grow. And now individuals, I imagine, that have helped you grow since then. Yeah. I almost feel from my perspective as a younger guy that almost one, you should fire that Instagram page, uh, <laughs> a Instagram page back up with these different, you know, the yeah. the four by 48 yeah. or the, yeah. the jujitsu games. Yeah. Um, because I do feel like you're you're in that position, uh, at least from my perspective, in a position similar to the guy who spoke to you. Where yeah. if I seen you presenting that information now, yeah. I can't speak on before, but now. Yeah. I'd be like, wow, that this, uh, this guy is, is doing it. He's doing yeah, something, yeah. especially I, I, and I mean, I hope people make it through a decent chunk of this to hear these experiences. Mm. Um, because especially having a backstory of hearing these experiences you've gone through or you've had or these perspectives, it's almost like you should have that Instagram page and you should have, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, Hey, listen, listen to this first. I, obviously that's not the case <laughs> necessarily, yeah. but I, I personally think you have a ton of value to, um, Add. I selfishly am just getting to sit here and talk to you um, multiple <laughs> you. times, get yeah. Inf- yeah. information, um, which is awesome for me. Whether anybody listens to this or not, yeah. that isn't necessarily yes. even the goal of the, this podcast. This podcast is that I get to sit down with people mm. like you yeah. and get to hear this. Um, and I get encouraged by it. So I only feel like it's fair that I say what I'm thinking, uh, honestly and authentically. And that yeah. is whatever way you can, yeah. I want to say, hey, hey, John, go go you know go impact people because it's it's i have my impact i have this little thing but i do not have your experiences and i hope someday i Uh, I do have experiences that i can offer in the way that i see that that you you will (laughs) it's thanks for saying that first of all and i think it's not out of the possibilities of me doing something in that aspect because it is a passion of mine yeah i uh but i would definitely do it in a totally different way yeah Uh, it would be truth it I don't be, think you you could do it the other I way. Like, There's no way. Well, that's that's the whole purpose of it, right? Is yeah. it would be a different type of platform, and I and then yeah, I to say I wouldn't be thinking about it is a lie. So that's definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, hey, whether you do it or not, I, I'm very excited. Um, Thanks. I've got something for you here too. Sweet. Before, before I forget, so this is a challenge coin. Um, that's from our tag team. So that's uh, heavy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's uh, something for you. So basically, uh, what it brings is you'd carry that on your person. Uh, so guys, military, police, whatever it is, they have these coins from different places. So that represents our regional attack team out here. Uh, if you're at a bar setting or whatever it is, um, and let's say I would take my coin and I'll put it on the table. Yeah. Um, and there would be four or five other individuals. And if they all present their coin after I do mine, yeah. and they all have it on them, then I'm the one responsible to buy everyone a drink. Heck yeah, man. So if you, but if you put it down, um, and then let's say everyone else has their coin and I don't bring my coin, yeah. then that person's responsible for, for buying a round for everyone That's else. That's awesome, so, man. So keep it on you. Keep it close. Yeah. It's just something I figured I would, I would pass on to you. I appreciate that. I hope, <laughs> I hope, uh, I hope I can catch you off guard. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hope yeah. I can catch you. Does it count? Can I use this when you're on duty? You know, you know, just to buy you a soda. soda. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, dude, awesome. go. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, yeah. I appreciate you coming on yeah, here, John. Absolutely. Um, 
do you want to i don't know if you want people to to know your social media accounts we always do try and shout out people if they if if you want people to find you maybe um even if it's not to follow you but just to contact you about i I mean maybe they want um perspective on their situation anything like that especially as you who knows in five months from now someone listening to this and you've created uh you've created a resource which i think you very well could um that helps people um where would you send them what would be your yeah you can definitely give them my instagram my instagram's obviously blocked right now but if anyone wants to message me they can message me um if they want a friend request me uh and i know who they are there's connections through friends and i'll i'll obviously do that um so for now yeah you can definitely share it's just john gertson j-o-n john gertson Uh, okay um we'll tag it if you're good with it we'll tag it below this video too 100 yeah yeah give her because i like i said if you if you want to make a difference help people you have to be willing to talk to people so they can message me anytime they want doesn't matter if i know you or not yeah, yeah hammer down just don't be weird yeah well you'll get those <laughs> <laughs> don't, well, that's fine man this yeah, is you don't respond but yeah 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 you just you might just leave it and look yeah. at it or yeah. uh revisit it exactly at time. exactly sweet man well i appreciate you coming here awesome, i appreciate dude. doing this and uh, i hope people i hope you guys got a lot from this especially if you've made it to this point um which it's i definitely one. think you should long one again eh? yeah it's, it's long good, good. and uh yeah i hope you guys got a lot from this um make sure to like it make sure to subscribe if you did enjoy it if you didn't enjoy it i mean leave a comment about how much you hated it um that's I like, awesome too. I like those too. Those are good. yeah those are good too so appreciate you guys watching and uh we'll catch you in the next one awesome dude. awesome man. Okay.